Criterion creeps are coming with Jared and RJ from Renoir to Kurosawa and everything along the way. Highbrow, lowbrow, they won't stop until the This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Jim Ailer. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're hopefully going to an Aerosmith concert and mm-hmm. uh, picking fights with Nikki Cat as we watch Ooh. Spine 336 in the Criterion Collection, Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused from 1993. But first, RJ, what? have you been robbed? Uh, in what sense? Physically or, uh, um, or uh, well, I mean, from from this week, from last week, I'm seeing a lot of bare shelves, and uh, I don't even know if I see proper bedding on that bed beside you anymore. Longer the well, the, the the hazel spot. The hazel spot. Well, she's here. She's right. She's right here beside me. Well, she's I know, she, not... but she's not up there though. Well, not yet. She's been dis- oh, she's it, been disturbed or disrupted. Yeah, yeah, there's been a disruption. To her space, uh, is, is is she doing okay with this apparent robbery? She seems okay, but Where, I mean, where's Bane? Is Bane uh, okay? Bane is Bane is in a safe location. He's in an undisclosed safe location, and I know I know that is what everyone was uh, is, worried most about. Is that is, like uh, your uh, Bitcoin purse or something? Well, you can't. Fit, Bane is a uh, cold cast porcelain, Jared. You can't just fit that into a Bitcoin. You know what I mean? That's true. It's, it's real tangible stuff. That's fungible. It's a fractal. Buddy. It's a fractal. It's a fractal. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, what season is it? Uh, spring. Yeah, you know what some people do in spring. They get spring fever. Spring fever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Andrea's finally won, and I've had to oh, no. s- get rid of all of my garbage <laughs> that oh, you forced oh, me to she, buy. She, she... <laughs> I didn't do not. I didn't do nothing. You forced my hand more than a few times, friendo. Mm, I guess even with this very podcast. Like, just like with Bane. I should do a giveaway for Bane. I tried to sell Mm. it, I think I told you, and no one was interested. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's it's Bane. I mean, he's a lot to handle. 2012 movie version Bane. Yeah, I've got to say that uh, movie merchandise has got a best before date. It it, it definitely does. But but, but it's like... It can build a patina of like nostalgia, though, where suddenly oh, yeah. people, you know, several years from now, you know, decades from now, might be like, "Oh, damn! Remember Bane? Remember, oh, the, yeah. remember that shit?" I I don't know about the superhero stuff, but definitely horror stuff. There yeah. was um some guy came by the store once. Uh, God, when was this? Actually, this wasn't that long ago either. This was like in the last half year, and he's like, "Hey, I've got a bunch of stuff. I'm just like, I was gonna throw it out." But I don't know if there's anything you want, you can have it. And of mm. course, uh, Bobby's like, "Are you nuts? Like, <laughs> like, I can sell this. It's like here, I'll give you like two hundred dollars." And yes. so, like, don't just like throw it in the like. He was literally going to throw it in the garbage. 
Maybe that's where it belonged. Well, so I, it was like stuff that had been in a, a garage. So it was just covered in filth. Like so, but but you could dust it off. You just you know wet rag and or kind of damp rag and mm. wipe clean it off the plastic and it was it's salvageable. But there was a uh, toy, a NECA toy, I think it was, of Kiefer Sutherland, uh, his character from The Lost Boys. Oh, like an action figure. Um, and I was like tasked with looking up the price of some of this stuff and seeing like, is there anything actually worth money in this? But mm-hmm. I was looking it up and I'm like, oh, uh, sold, sold items of this in box. Uh, we're going for like, uh, I think like $150. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. This is like a 25 bucker right here. But. If I if I looked it up, I'm like, well, we'll see. Because horror fans, they're sometimes they're looking for that perfect little conversation piece to put on their uh, their wall beside their uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre poster. And then they can say, did you actually know that the Lost Boys is an allegory for uh, the Irish potato famine? And you go, hmm. I don't, what? I don't think I don't know if they're talking about metaphors, RJ. No, an allegory. Oh, allegory. Sorry. This is a whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're into those either. Well, <laughs> I mean, the people who are interested in Bane, those mm-hmm. are the allegory people. Do yeah. you know what he's an allegory for? <laughs> well, I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't say. Uh, they're, they're just more into similes. Uh, don't, similes? Don't, don't get them started. Onomatopoeia oh. is a big one for them. Mm-hmm. Like a wart. Yeah. yeah, there's like letterbox lists. There, uh, I'm sure there's letterbox lists of many things. Jared. Many things. Many things. <laughs> yeah. What were you talking about? Bane. Um, Bane. So, and, and the how fact much that would you're, you pay for the Bane statue? Nothing. Uh, yeah. So that's a pretty empty room. No data. No books. Well, no bed. Right here. Oh damn! He still he hasn't he hasn't survived. He hasn't uh, he he survived. He has survived. He didn't he, he didn't get thrown out. Mostly or, or for stolen or someone, or <laughs> someone breaking what, into your breaking into your fine home. They they looked yeah. they looked at this scroll. They went, "What the fuck?" And then they just threw it away. They said, "This is too important to take." Um, they also, I, I did. There's a couple Morbius tickets here that I didn't purchase. Are they, they, they were they were left behind. Yeah, like four of them. Oh. See, it's too bad that people weren't actually buying tickets. Otherwise, uh, then we would be doing better. Because guess uh, what? It's about it's about tickets sold, RJ. It's not about asses in seats. I I know. I uh, I think my favorite so far of uh, a lot of those were, were like, if you're in line for Morbius, stay in line. You're legally entitled to to it. You, you know, like the voting thing, Jared. You know the voting thing. Mm-hmm. You you know the voting thing. You know about voting. I know about taxes. <laughs> oh, the tax man. Hey, do you know Mel Gibson's got a movie coming out this weekend? Nope, <laughs> I didn't. It's a, it's a Catholic uh, romp starring Mark Wahlberg called Father Stew. Oi. He plays a Catholic priest. Is it, it. Is it a comedy? I, I don't think so. For some reason, I think it's rated R. Oh, damn. I think, or maybe it's like a light comedy or something. I it's, don't know. It's directed by Ro- Rosalind Ross. Who is that? I don't know. I'm, cl- I'm clicking. Um... She is married to Mel Gibson. Oh, and, uh, they have, really? They have a char, a char, a child. Um, a child? Yeah, you know about Charles? You don't? You have any of those yet? Just one? No, I, I have cats. <laughs> okay. 
So God wanted a fighter, and he found one. The true life story of boxer Tom priest Father Stuart Long, whose journey from self-destruction to redemption inspired countless people along the way. Oh. Oh, it is a drama, Jarrett. Aye. For some reason, I think it's rated R, but I could be wrong. You could be right. That'd be limiting a lot of uh, a lot of box office potential, if you know what I mean. Cool. That's great. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh. I had no idea. How old's Mel Gibson? How old's Mel? Let me s- tell you right now. Mel Gibson was born in '56, mm-hmm. which would make him '66. '66. Okay. The ripe age. He had a 66 years young with his 33, 31-year-old wife making movies with him. Hey, I mean, that's good, though. You don't see marriages long. Hollywood. Did you, what did you say there? He said marriages don't always last that long in Hollywood, so that's nice. Yeah. That's nice, Jared. Eight, eight years running. That's nice. No. Oh, no. Oh, I thought you said they were married for 33 no, years. No, she's 31. She's... Oh, okay. Disregard what I said. And they've been married for eight years, RJ. Well, hey, eight Eh, years is not a bad... uh, Yeah, you know. Bad go. Now she's making movies with him. Is that the one that he left the voicemail for, or is this someone else? I'm assuming a different one. Oh, they didn't work it out? I don't think so. Damn. You hate to see it, you know? Yeah. You hate to see it. Cool. Well, I I, I hope your stuff finds its way back to you. Uh, I mean, it's probably on its way to the landfill right now. Well, I mean, what, so who stole or outer who, space? So who do you think stole this stuff? Like, like kind of a vigilante garbage men who are like Riddler, who, Riddler who, who, who don't have enough to throw out. They said we we there's garbage out there, and we're going to find it. But but it's, sometimes it's still in the house, and we got to we got to throw it out for him. Sometimes the owner is there, and he's garbage too. Think, That's where Father Stu comes in. Oh shit! Is he? Is but, his father Stu a garbage man too? He's a garbage man, and he's a spiritual uh, leader, a punisher, spiritual punisher. You know what I mean? Nope. You know about punishers, Jared? You know about thin blue lines? Uh, yeah, I know of them. Yeah, I yeah. think people uh, people don't understand what that means. I think the people who like it. People who like it. Wow, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a movie for you later, RJ. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is it also thin and blue? No. Oh. Well, um, I guess that's that. So other than stuff being thrown out, I guess, uh, anything new yeah. going on with you? Um, The place I work uh, got an aquaponics tank. You hear about this? You I did, about I, this? I, I didn't know anything about this. Is, yeah. Is this public information? Yeah. Can people know about this? Yeah, people can know about it. Wow. Well, I'm just all I said was the place of where I work has uh, a, okay. a fish. Right. Yeah, and so there's fish in there. I got to feed them every day. You do. Yes. Personally. Me. me personally. You're the fish guy. Apparently. Apparently, their their food stinks. It's made of worms. <laughs> yeah, they are fish. Yeah. You ever uh, you ever see worms, Jarrett? Mm, I have. I have. Yeah. Seen, I've seen earthworms. We got worms. Is uh, what we're gonna call the fish tank. I see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He it's gets a, it. It's a good business. He gets it. No, um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Something happened this week. Something huge. But I can't remember. No? No, not, nothing huge happened. Okay. But there was something I was going to bring up. 
Hmm. Well, Something that grinded my gears. Oh, shit. But I can't remember now. Uh, well, we could just jump into the emails. There's only like three. You don't want to talk about what you did this week? I'll, I'll talk about it. Most of it's yeah. in the confines of what what was watched. Oh, I saw you walking to Taco Time this week. I oh, whistled, yeah. But I think, but I, I think it got drowned out in the traffic noise. Yeah, I, I did not hear any uh, whistles. I was probably also... Uh, listening to pod, something? Podding. Mm-hmm. Listening to this podcast? No, God, no. Oh, okay, good. good. Have Have you uh, taken out a e scooter yet, RJ? I have not, but I have seen many people on those, and uh, there's a uh, uh, an account uh, about Creepsville, and it's like uh, wild and out or something, and there's a bunch of old dudes at the skate park with those things. <laughs> Rip it, ripping pretty hard and heavy, and uh, I went, yeah, that seems about right. No, that seems about right. Are, are you going to be uh, getting in on the craze? No, I don't think so. But uh, I guess you do have. A, I mean, they do supply helmets. They do supply. Yeah, helmets. how many people have worn those helmets? You, you have to wonder. Um, the the mayor, the mayor did. Yeah, and he's got no hair. So where did it go? Is what I wonder. And is that transmission transmissible? Transmissionable. You had it right the first time. Transmissible. No. Um. Yeah. No. I don't know. I. Uh, I don't find much use for it because there's not really places in town that are like too far to walk, but like, um, not far enough, or like, not far enough, to, or too far to walk, but can get their car. I don't know what I'm saying, but anyways, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Not, but I have seen in like when I was in Colorado, we saw like teenagers on them and there's like three on one of those scooters and they're just riding it in the street and then when they got done they just like let it drop on the on the <laughs> road and they just walked away and i was like cool mm-hmm. yeah have you partook no i have not i've seen them me? i've seen them everywhere these these little orange things um yeah i don't know i to me they seem expensive they are um I would, well, is, I was, they, isn't it like i mean it's like 30 cents a minute or something like that so I think a, a good hour is something like 25, 30 bucks or something. Yeah, that's why you pay for that monthly uh, payment, whatever it is, like 90 bucks for a month. Yeah, but I feel like who's going to do that? Somebody. You, you could take it from where you work to the uh, taco time. It would cut your taco it, time. Yeah, but it, but it kind like of def- it defeats the purpose. Well, you're still getting fresh air, at least. I guess. Do you know what I mean? No. And you know be, about and, fresh and air? And then I'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see you on a scooter. Nah, I'm good. I'd take all sorts of pictures and stuff. I bet. Did you hear that thing, though? Like, So these ones were specially designed so that they could go up and like up the, the west side hill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard that they don't work on the north side. Like, if you pass a certain street going in the north side, they just shut off. Did they power off? Yeah. and i i thought it was just like a rumor i was like that can't be true but i heard it from like multiple people and i was like huh it's a they got a bias to the north side i think Jared. which is curious because uh, i think i did see someone spreading this this tale this and tale. uh someone's like well it's because of all the crime and then someone posted like here's a crime what, map. what the crime map looks like and oh look at that even distribution yeah i mean that's just uh that's a olden day theory about the north side. The south side's getting, I don't know, greasy as everywhere else is. The whole world is greasy. You the, know? Whole, the whole world is greasy. 
So it's like there's I think the north side would make sense, though, because like those those two main streets, there's lots of people always walking so mm. they can afford the scooter. Let them use it, That's you right. know, we, which is like my opinion, man. Mm-hmm. But anyways. So I um, I heard about a guy this this last week or so, though, mm-hmm. who uh, took a look at their driver's license and realized uh, it was very expired and. What did they do? Uh, fixed it. They got it fixed. What, what is this story that you're telling me? <laughs> that's it. That, that's it. That's the whole story, RJ. That someone... Some, that's like Somebody. Somebody I heard about. Someone. Like, someone. Like, I, a guy. You know a guy? That's like a, that story Kramer I, I, look, I tells where he had to go return some pants, and then he's like, and then I returned the pants. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, okay. Uh, well, I don't... I mean, Bill doesn't like me to talk about what he does and what he doesn't do. So. Oh, shitty Bill it is, uh, eh? <clears throat> or an individual that could uh, be interpreted through multiple identities. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Very it's, uh, it's, interesting. It's, it, I, 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 from what I've heard, though, it's a very straightforward process. Of changing your license? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, even, all even, gotta... after, even after several months. All you got to do is pay for it. They should let you. I mean, if, yeah. if it was like six years expired, they might make you do a three, road test three again. Year, three years, apparently. They didn't make him do a road test? No. Nope. Huh. Is this person you? This Bill. Oh. I thought you didn't want to out this person. Well, no, I didn't. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. It was, it was Kramer. Curious, yeah. some would say. Yeah. Curious. Mm-hmm. Um. What was I gonna say? Yeah, that's weird. I, I would have thought three years they would have been like, yeah, you're you're due for a a new road test, but and a paddling, <laughs> paddling the school canoe. That's a paddling. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about paddling later. Ooh, look at these transitions. Um, here's a lack of transition. How about our emails, RJ? We got three. What about them? I don't know. We got three of them though. Okay, that's not actually. True. That's not true. We got four. Did we just receive one over landline? Uh, kind of. Actually, yes. But this is a special one. Okay. Uh, this isn't an email from one Abhishek Shintre. Sounds like a real person. Uh, with an email entitled "Constructive Criticism." Uh oh. This is Abhishek Shintre. I'm excited to share with you my novella. I've been following your podcast, and they've helped me shape my gaze and understand films. To me, this was a pre-workout exercise. It was therapy, and it is a way to connect and build a rapport with people from the industry. This podcast is? The researching for my story was an absolute joy, and the writing torturous but pleasant. Oh dear. It is based on internal conflicts that I struggle with. The setting and other observations are some that I have lived myself. This okay. was my maiden attempt at structuring a story, building tension, and character development. Mm-hmm. I request you to watch someone fumble, fail at certain tasks, and succeed at some. I don't intend you to point out my mistakes and provide me with quick fixes. Mm. I am sending it to you to get your feedback or even your reaction, which you can convey by email. Mm. I am very overwhelmed now. That's it. That's it is ready. And I have let other people look at it with a discerning eye. 
Mm-hmm. Brief synopsis. <clears throat> Structured as diary entries of a teenage girl who harbors a secret. A secret she oh. thinks is devastating. Away from the constant turmoil and guilt that troubled her home, she's at her maternal place to attend a wedding. Oh, dear. She looks at this as an opportunity to frolic for the last time before confessing. But oh, nothing dear. goes as planned. P.S. I'm very excited and will certainly be waiting for your reply. Uh, oh, dear. My photography work. Click here. Oh, dear. There's a contact number. And a, there's a PDF. Uh, that it looks like is named a pandemic wedding. Oh dear. Um, I'm not sure what to what to say, RJ. I mean, are you interested? I could uh, forward this on to you, and you can take a look. Now, what I what I'll say, and I, I think this needs to be said at this point, is uh, nothing personal against this guy. But if anyone wants us to sample material, um, we're gonna need we're gonna need uh, compensation for that because we <laughs> we can't be offering. This quality stuff for free, you know, Jarrett. Mm. I mean, the criterions are one thing, but uh, I don't want to. Too many people send us their <laughs> novellas mm. and want uh, feedback because uh, they, they want to get into the industry. They, I, yes, and uh, I don't know. I don't know which the one. Forefront of that. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if podcast, the novella industry. Uh huh. I'm not sure. Maybe it's novella podcasts. You ever think about Ooh, that? Oh man, that's an idea. That's an idea. So uh, I'd say uh, I'm open to it, but uh, I am going to need remuneration renum- of some sort. All right. Well, I mean, clearly uh, they're a listener of the podcast. So, so they'll if, they'll hear this. They'll know. You got you to gotta Patreon, buddy. Or uh, fax me a hoagie off the internet or yeah. something. I need something. I need something. something. Yeah. 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 So send us uh, Target gift cards or something. Oh, is that such a thing? There, wait, no, we don't have Target in Canada, I dude. I know. I'm aware. Don't, don't say that, though, because people will do it, and then we'll, we'll have no use for them. Oh, there's always use, RJ, as I'll tell you about more um, later. So, um, anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure we'll hear back from our friend someday. Uh, sure. In the meantime, we got Justin Peterson. Oh, With yes, an do. email entitled, Let's Get This Over With. Oh baby! Oh man! I'm surprised we got. I mean, this is a this is a big boy of an email. Is it? It is, is that why he wants to get over it? Maybe. I mean, I wasn't expecting an email at all. I mean, I've been seeing uh, Justin's uh, adventures at Six Flags. Uh, no, that's not what it's. It's a Carowind. Six Flags. Yeah. Hey, fellas, what's happening? Just got back from my mini four day vacation and feeling Ooh, refreshed. Hey but bummed that all the fun has come to an end. Yeah. All right. I am committed to finishing what I started. So here are the best picture nominees I have left to tell you fine movie podcast hosts all about. Mm-hmm. King Richard is a solid recent sports film that introduces us to a very likable young Serena and Venus Williams. Will Smith reminded me of his character from The Pursuit of Happiness, but mm-hmm. with a funny accent. As see how his mm-hmm. unusual and stubborn choices helped build his daughter's tennis dynasties. I saw a funny thing about uh, that movie, which I've heard is good, but something about uh, the only way to tell a story about two female athletes is through the perspective of uh, their male father. I thought it was funny. You know what I mean? I'm sure he had a lot of things, but shouldn't the movie have been about Venus and Serena? 
Or is it? I don't know. Belfast. Oh. Was the last one. And most surprising as a result of all the style, writer and director Kenneth Branagh crammed into this nominee, which is only a little over 90 minutes. That's That's pretty appealing, actually. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. It gives us a look at the struggles of a family during the start of the decades-long conflict in Ireland. Brana's love for classic movies shines through as we get some references to High Noon. Plus, the little boy at the center of the story reminded me of the kid from Cinema Paradiso. They did not win, but they were still pretty good shows. Which one will you check out? Well, King Richard is available on Crave. Is it? It is. Okay. Uh, so I, I could watch that. Um, Belfast, I don't know where that is available. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. If, uh, if at you, all. You want to hear Justin's ranked sure. list? So he's got Power of the Dog, number one. Mm-hmm. Don't Look Up, number two. Mm-hmm. Belfast, number three. Licorice Pizza, number four. Drive My Car, number five. King Richard, number six. Coda, number seven. The actual winner. Oh, dear. Uh, Dune, number eight. Mm-hmm. West Side Story, number nine. And Nightmare Alley, number 10. Holy cow. I have no interest in West Side Story at all. At all. I, I, I really like the original a lot. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a Spielberg head. I'm not, in, I'm not interested in the original or the remake. You, have you ever seen the original? <clears throat> no, I'm not into musicals. Oh, this you this is the, this is the best one, RJ. It's Unless good. it's Chicago, I'm not interested. Oh, what's that? You won't say that. You what? You will see one day. Yeah, but what about Chicago? That's that movie's garbage. Well, hot garbage. That's just like your opinion. It's man. got John C. Riley. He's he's the best. But man, oh. Anyway, um, I've seen three of these movies. God damn, not bad. Not bad. I guess one day. Uh, somehow I'll have to watch this Best Picture winner, but not if it's uh, proprietary. Only on Apple Plus TV Plus 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 Plus. Mm-hmm. I saw actually. Uh, there's another show on Apple TV that's supposed to be really good. That Severance show with Adam Scott. People are raving about Isn't it. Isn't that uh, Ben Stiller directed as well? Yeah. Or something? Yeah. Do you know the premise of that show? It sounds good, and uh, uh, people people say it's really. Yeah, good. but you know what though? People are fucking stupid, RJ. That's and, that's and, also and, true. And uh, no, I'm not going to fall for it. People have I know. people have really bad tastes in television. I think so. Yeah. I, I I'm done. I'm done listening to people talk about TV shows and say, "Oh, I've heard it's pretty good." And I go, "No." <laughs> I mean, I have heard it's pretty good. I, I know. And I'm saying it's not not good enough. I might have I might have the opportunity. Uh, Andrea, her phone is very, very old. She she hasn't gotten a new phone in like five years or so. So when she does get a new phone, currently they're offering a free month of Apple TV if you get an iPhone. So uh, she might not get it this month, might not be next month, but sometime in the next six months, she might get a new phone. And if she does get an iPhone, we'll have a free month of Apple TV. Then Then you can watch Ted Lasso. Yes, we could watch it. People are say it's really good, Jarrett. People are raving about it. People are raving about it, Jarrett. Goat movie question of the week. Mm-hmm. With this being Days and Confused week, there is mm-hmm. no better time to chat about Matthew McConaughey oh, dear. and his best performances. So, did you ever see that Rain of Fire flick he was in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I saw I that have. in the theaters. Yeah, who's not very good. No, but it's got some really fun stuff. Like when he jumps at the dragon with the axe and the dragon just eats him. That's super funny. 
hilarious. Because that's the guy who directed the X-Files movie, Robert, Rob Bowman yep. or something like that. Christian Bale's in that too, Jared. He is. Christian Bale. Rob Christian. Bowman. Bo- Bowman? The so we're talking about McConaughey films? I guess. McConaughey? McConaughey. Uh, people would think I'd say Interstellar or Dazed and Confused. But you know what the real answer is? Frailty. Because that movie, that movie rules. No, it's like okay. <laughs> I like Frailty. I, I always that, that's I haven't a, seen it in a number see, of years. That, that, there's an example of a movie that uh, typifies the... Uh, the landline um, game? The, yeah. <laughs> the, um, what do you call it? People love it. <laughs> yeah, people do love it. What, Frailty? I, I remember people hated Frailty. I oh, thought I it was see, like I, the only champion. I, I don't know. I, all I've ever heard is how people love it. And it's a, it's a real uh, best kept secret or something like that. But I watched it back then and I was like, I don't get it. I think I think Ebert Ebert uh, loved this movie. Yeah. He I remember the people frailty. hating it, but I always really liked it. Frailty. You know what's another good one? Ebert. Is A Time to Kill by Joel Schumacher. That movie's really good. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen it in 10 years, but I remember liking it. Do you know A Time to Kill? Yeah, Fair? Roger Ebert gave Frailty four out of four stars. Goddamn. You know who directed Frailty, well, right? Wow. You know what's wild? What? Guess what movie is 20 years old today? Frailty? Yeah. Ro- well, Roger Ebert's review Amazing. came out April 12th, 2002. So Amazing. the movie might have come out... I'm not sure how the... I think his reviews might have come out on Thursday or Wednesday of the week that the yeah. movie got released. So, so i got to investigate. Something weird like that happened to me yesterday. I was watching... A, so I, I finished Enterprise, and... Um, I didn't want to start the new, the next Star Trek stuff because we got to watch that other uh, oh, yeah, American that. Gothic. So we got it. Uh, it was it was in the film festival November seventh, but its United States release was April twelfth. So da- damn near twenty years, twenty See, in a day. But so something weird happened to me where I was watching a YouTube and they it was like um, they mentioned April eleventh, but it was of last year, and I was watching it on April eleventh. I was like, that's a weird coincidence. Weird coinky dink, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. What about Beach Bum, RJ? Beach Bum's pretty good. Moon Doll, Moon Doll. Beach Bum's pretty good. But yeah, I think Interstellar's the. Best I mean, he's movie pretty. He's, been he's in. pretty good in Interstellar. No. Pretty real good. Pretty real good. You're not even gonna talk about uh, Mud. No. Okay. Mud, mud. Mud's not very good. Either. No, Mud is not very good. Yeah. Bernie's he's Bernie Richard Linklater. I movies, I've apparently liked it. I don't have that. I, I remember you re- like liking it quite a bit. Uh, well, reason. I give it three and a half stars. I don't know if that's quite a bit. I liked it's it. Pretty, it's that's a lot for you. Did I even know you in twenty thirteen? I don't know. Do we do? Do any of us really know anyone else? Uh, and I like, watched really. This, I watched this movie uh, on the same day as I watched Compliance. Remember Compliance. I remember compliance, mm-hmm. but I've never seen that either. Okay, okay, I see you. I see you here. Mm-hmm. 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 Foodie question of the week: What yeah. are some of your favorite homemade desserts? A fresh baked brownie with ice cream is always nice. Uh, on mm. some moist banana bread. <laughs> what? 
Or like, <laughs> or some more. I'm like, whoa. On some moist on, banana bread? My, uh, my cursor was like right over top the R. It's, it's, it's like, and I'm like, whoa, that's a, that's a. That's it's a like you don't even care about professionalism anymore, Jared. It's like you don't even care. Also, I've Shameful. been wanting to try making some rice krispie treats, but with fruity pebbles. Mm. You know what I re- recommend? My sister does this, and actually, this weekend because it's Easter, she'll probably do it. She makes rice krispies, and one of the tricks is. You have to put in some of the marshmallows last, and you got to put them in whole so that the marshmallows stay whole. But then she also puts in mini eggs, Jarrett. And mm. man, oh man, is it pretty good. What about mini eggs and cookie dough? That's also good. That's also good. They're really good in Rice Krispies, though. I, I If you ever make them, I, I recommend. Mm-hmm. So wait, what was the question? Just baked goods? Favorite homemade desserts. I oh, okay. there's, there's too many to name. There's so many good uh, choices. That's the best I mean, kind. That's the best kind of dessert is homemade. I uh, I make Andrea cheesecake for her birthday. Does that count? She really likes that. Okay. I mean, I know that's a fancy dessert, but um, I love brownies. But mm-hmm. I feel like I can never get the consistency that I want for the brownies, and it frustrates me sometimes. Because I like really chewy brownies, but not like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I can never get the brownies quite right. I, I've been getting close, but uh, it's not quite what I want, if that makes sense. I want something a little more. Also, puff wheat rules. Puff wheat squares? You a big puff wheat square boy, Jarek? No. Not, I mean, no? Are you talking about, like, sugar crisp? Well, yeah, but, like, you know, there's Rice Krispie, which is the white yeah, square. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. puff wheat's, like, the chocolate version. Mm. Love puff wheat yeah, squares. Yeah, those are not bad. But I get the, that's more like a, I don't know, uh, that's like Green's Pop Shop. Well, I mean, you can get them there. Yeah, that's, but... yeah I, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know if I have a hankering for a whole tray or uh, something like that. I could eat a whole tray. Puff wheat fucking rules. Yeah. Would you like a peanut butter squares? Peanut butter squares are good. Butterscotch and that? Mm-hmm. Butterscotch is good. I make a, I make just plain chocolate chip cookies quite a bit. And those, like, I, th- I think people underestimate how good plain chocolate chip cookies actually are because there's so much, like, factory-made ones that you're just like, oh, whatever, it's just a cookie. But, uh, man, fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies? I'm getting uh, getting all hot and bothered just talking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jerry? No. Did you say what yours was? Oh, boy. I mean, my, uh, my homemade desserts are in good hands. So, I don't know... Uh... There's a, I don't even know the name of it. It's like a Swedish cookie kind of thing, but it's like, it's like made on a sheet of, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a dough. It's flat. Okay. And then just like strawberry jam. It's just yeah. like smeared all over top after it bakes. Yeah. And you cook it a little bit. It is incredible. It's so good. I that love. Sounds... I, I'm a sucker for. But it's like it's like a it's like a jam. It's like strawberry jam cookie. Yeah, kind of thing. But it's like it's just a sheet, and it's like you carve it up into squares. Yeah. I I know exactly what you mean. Uh, those are good. Um, my family makes a thing like that too. This Hungarian thing. Well, it's Hungarian to us. I don't know if real Hungarians eat it. It's called retesh. It's like a, it's kind of like an apple turnover, but it's like a sheet of it. Yep. And you just kind of like make your slices out. So it's kind of like that. It's not jam. It's like apple um, instead. But uh, fuck, it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, like kind of almond slivers too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. 
But yeah, it's just like served flat and just like spread. It's like a, it's mm. like a giant piece of toast. But uh, but the cookie, the cookie is delicious. That's good. So that's great. Uh, uh, Martha Stewart brownies actually oh, yeah. are really really good. So I mean, I better try. Maybe I'll try that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if the one that's like online is the same. Yeah. You you know, there's another Hungarian thing my family made. It was called todos kalosh. There's a uh, buns that had oh, cinnamon on that's... the inside. It was good. That's too bad. Good. Whatever you said, good. it's just lost to all time. Todos kalosh. No. Whatever that is. Kalosh. Andrea's family makes crepes with like a like a cream cheese or it's not like cream cheese. It's kind of like cottage cheese and like cinnamon sugar, like rolled up in really thin crepes. Those are really good. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look up the Martha Stewart. I think it's chewy brownies. Chewy browns. Yeah. Well, how's your chewy brown been? Brownies. Yeah. Great. Yeah. There's also, um, it's it's like a, it's like a caramel square. Okay. That's like, Hmm. Oh, that sounds good. You you know what else I did one time, which was good. You might like this. So I have a really good just plain cookie dough that I usually just put chocolate chips in, but I can you can put whatever. One time I uh, crumble, I crunched up Oreos and put Oreos in the in the plain cookie dough batter. So it was like chocolate chip cookies, but with broken up Oreos. That was good. <laughs> that was real good, Jared. Oh, and uh, I can't uh, as far as the Rice Krispie treat. So I guess we call that like marshmallow squares, um, mm-hmm. Fruit Loops. Fruit. Oh yeah, yeah. Fruit yeah. Loops are good. Yeah. Fruit Loops are any cereal made into a bar is good. To be honest. Any cereal. Yeah. Any cereal. I've had I've had bars made out of Honey Nut Cheerios and wow. those even slapped. <laughs> but I'm I'm sure we could find a cereal that might not be so desirable. Maybe maybe that one where it, it's just like it comes out like a hash brown and you have to like Weedix Weeblix or whatever and you <laughs> yeah. have to like that one maybe wouldn't be good as not a bar. So, not so great. But that's like the only one. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. Bars are good. Nanaimo bars, but I never make those at home. Those are way too complicated. So following up delicious desserts. Yeah. Health talk. Oh. Visiting a roller coaster amusement park yesterday was a strong reminder that my body just does not handle getting all shook up that well anymore. Especially since we got to ride some intense rides back to back because of the smaller spring break lines. But Ooh. that just sped up the process of me getting motion sickness, an upset stomach, and Diarrhea. a headache. So, have there been any times recently where you got a firm reminder that you were rapidly approaching middle age? Um... I mean, it, I think it just comes all at once, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you like you wake up <clears throat> and you're tired, and your joints hurt, and you have diarrhea, and you're just like, man, life is not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, another another half century or so to look yeah. forward to. I know. I mean, it's more so for me because I indulge in adult activities. But like, I think if you really went for it one night, the next day, like, because Andrea doesn't, Andrea doesn't drink or anything. But it was like, I can't remember what it was, like a, a New Year's, like two years ago or something. She had a couple drinks, and the next day she was like, I feel like absolute shit. She was like, why do you drink still? And I was like, I, was like, I don't know, it's because I, I can't stop. But uh, <laughs> I think that's a real clear sign that you've aged when your hangovers are uh, real bad. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you've been hungover, Jarrett? Years? No. Not that no? long. No? Like um, recently? Yeah. 
But like not really. But not like drinking. Not, 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 not like hungover. But like, what do you like? What do you mean by hungover? Like you wake up and you go, I feel like absolute shit. Okay. You're tired. You like maybe throw up a little bit. You got a huge headache. Like I'm talking hungover, dude. Mm. Not just tired because you went out late. Oh, I don't know. Like, I, I I don't know actually. I, it's probably like where I was like where like, I was like drink. sick sick drink yeah. like last weekend. No, I mean last weekend. <laughs> where are you where are you drinking without me? Well, huh? uh, where are you? I mean, you should be actually at home protecting your stuff. Where where <laughs> where are you? I was out drinking. Well, that's why <laughs> you should stop that. Well, next weekend, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Next weekend, you know, you know where I live. You you can have a cold one, and uh, we can maybe even indulge in other adult activities, and we can do, go see. Do, do, do you have uh, do you have like benches still or anything like? Or I mean, you're sitting in some sort of chair. I'm assuming they they didn't oh. they didn't take your laptop or your this, your microphone. Or this guy's too like good to sit on the floor. Is that what no? You're no, I'm, me? I'm just saying. What do you have left? Like I don't know what you have left. Oh, I have a couple of cold ones. Uh, they left. They, they left the laptop. beer. Well, yeah, some people don't, some people are like stingy about PBR, okay. And I have to stand up for it a lot. What about Lucky's? Uh, it's been a lo- it's been a long time since I've had a Lucky Locker. Is that what you were drinking last weekend? No. Oh, I was gonna say, oh god, oh god. Um, All right, so you heard it here first. Knees. Next weekend, Jared's gonna have some cold ones and some uh, some uh, some darts to get really after it. Oh boy. Get your fedora out, big boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a ripper. What were you we talking about? Uh, knees. That's me. Oh, yeah. That, that's my reminder. Knees. Yeah. Go, yeah. go Every time I go down a pair of stairs, downstairs, it's like, ah, fuck. Do your knees and joints crack? Because mine do a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's a sound. Has like, been for a long time. Like, oh. check this. Oh, check this what, out. What are you doing? What are you, oh, my God. What the fuck? Did you hear that? <laughs> that sounds like you're slapping your thigh. <laughs> that was my bone. <laughs> That's just my ankle bone. It cracks on demand. <laughs> Can you hear this? Are you slapping your thigh? No. You hear that? Yeah, it sounds like a thud. Okay. I don't think I'm bumping the microphone. Yeah, I can hear it. I okay, hear that's it. my that's my wrist. Yeah. It's been like that for a very long time. Mm. It's part of my character. Is that you have wrist stuff? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't like hurt. Oh, uh, it's not like it's a, it's not arthritic yet. Yet, how many years do you think you have before it all goes to hell? <sighs> I think we're past that point, my friend. You're past that point. Oh yeah. Oh. Thanks for the time, creeps, and I look forward to all the great Richard Linklater hangout movie talk coming up. Yours in creeping, big roller coaster boy, Jay Money Peterson. P.S. I must admit that I have not dug into any of your recent Patreon content. I suppose I will have to fix that soon so I can consider myself creeps complete for another week once again. Wish me luck. Well, I mean, the best way, of course, to experience it is to watch all, what? Eight, Four seasons. 96 episodes of enterprise Enterprise? and then jump on in yeah i would watch it all before you listen yeah it it won't make sense no it won't make sense it's the only logical way to do it yeah and all millennium yeah you should watch all millennium too yeah yeah and then uh just watch all star trek i guess Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You, you want to hear from Rob Eagle? Oh, shit. He hasn't written it in a while. With an email entitled, She's Gonna Blow. Uh-oh. Hi, creeps. In response to Mr. Peterson's inquiry last week about favorite childhood foods, let Ooh. me take you on a stroll down memory lane. Uh-oh. I was a fearless little kid. I'd pat the snarliest dogs. When playing soldiers, I was always first over the top. But for me, our kitchen was a place of terror. Ooh. The kitchen was where the pressure cooker lived. Uh-oh. A huge pan that might have been constructed in a Soviet munitions factory with a mm. lid that locked and sealed like a U-boat hatch. The relentless flames of the stove subjected the inside to galactic pressures and temperatures. Atop mm. sat a valve that rattled and hissed, angrily spitting boiling water. Mm-hmm. Every so often, it emitted a plume of steam with a fearsome shriek. Immediately after one of these eruptions was when I timed my dash through the danger zone to get to the garden. I'd affect my re-entry only after nervously listening outside the back door. Even now, I only remember our kitchen as being motion blurred. My mother, mm-hmm. it must be said, was a terrible, terrible cook. You've seen the movie Alive? <laughs> if that football <laughs> team who's playing Crash in the Andes had my mother's cooking on board, they'd still have eaten each other. One favorite childhood food of mine was goblin meat puddings. That's not. At this point, let me clarify. That the, can't be real. The meat was cow meat. Steak. Goblin was the brand name of said puddings. Hmm. Uh, there's a photo here, RJ. Of this me. alleged pudding? Of this alleged product? Sounds like a... Is it like head cheese? Uh Oh, I see. Goblin. <laughs> no goblins were harmed during the making of my childhood meals. Kidney pudding. Oh, I live in I lived in Borkshire, not Narnia. Goblin meat mm. puddings came in a dinky little tin can, about the half the height of a soda can. Mm-hmm. The cans were dropped in a pan of boiling water to bubble furiously for half an hour, thus transforming said dinky can into an IED. Opening them was a hurt locker situation, likely one blinded by a spurt of superheated gravy. Even my dad approached them warily. I was never allowed anywhere near the stove, but sometimes I found myself home alone and hungry. Aware of the dangers of these perilous puddings, I took my precautions approaching them, can opener in hand, wearing a duffel coat, woolly mittens, and my brother's motorcycle helmet with the visor down. Mm. I don't see them in the shops anymore, so I googled them and actually found a forum. I enclose a quotation from said site. I used to love cooking two of them and spreading them on a slice of buttered bread and topping with brown sauce and another buttered bread slice. What is it, brown sauce? HP sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was the perfect sandwich. Do you? Would you eat? Would you eat? Um, I don't know about this goblin meat. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You're not sure? I don't know, man. Okay. Interesting. Sometimes I think we Brits eat as if German bombers are still flying overhead. Mm. Well, that's all the foodie talk. Saw licorice pizza. Loved it. Regards, Robert England. Oh, baby. 
I'm disappointed to see that Rob Rob didn't uh, have any thoughts uh, about the passing of the late great Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, it's too bad. Was he a God Godfrey man? I know. I know he was a fan of the pod. Who Gilbert Godfrey was a fan of this pod, or he was a fa- uh, fan of Gilbert Godfrey's pod. Oh, yeah, Gilbert Godfrey was a cool dude. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of his things were uh, crediting, like his one credit was uh, from Aladdin, and I was like, I think he's more notable than when he was the parrot in Aladdin. But that's. Probably, I mean, not to diminish that, but... It's probably the biggest movie that he has a credit to. What about Problem Child? What about Problem Child? And, or, problem, or Problem Child 2. Yeah. Those are big-time things, Jarrett. Big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. You know about big time? Uh, the, the Peter Gabriel song? <laughs> not quite. Big time! Not that one. Okay. A different one. Okay. A different one. Well, there you go. Goblin you go. goblin meat pudding. <laughs> I, well, I mean, that's that's hip right now because the kids are all into goblin mode. You know about the goblin <laughs> mode? I've seen that. I've seen talk about it online. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, we've been doing goblin mode forever. Yeah. It's like, you, you're not, you know? You know, you know? Do you know what they mean by that, RJ? I think I understand what goblin mode means. You know, you know my buddy Ham Meat? I feel like that guy's been doing goblin mode for the last 20 years. Huh. Is my guess. That's interesting. You don't think you don't think so? Do you know what goblin mode is? Have you uh have you looked into it? Yeah, I assumed it was just people who just like sit in their beds and eat food and <laughs> and act like general trolls and goblins, never getting out of bed, never changing into real clothes, grazing yeah. from tins or packets instead of cooking, binge watching television and doom scrolling. I mean, meat does all that stuff, hogs will, but uh, he does actually do cooking. He's a big smoker. Smokes a lot of meat. Right. Uh yeah, there's another there's another thing that I understand goblin mode meaning. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, what what do you think goblin mode means? Oh, uh, it's, I believe it's something that uh, let's see here, Urban Dictionary. There we go. Um, well, first there's when you lose yourself, so you resort to becoming a goblin. Um, um, there's that. Okay. Uh, a variation of the cowgirl sexual position in which the person on top has their hands and feet planted onto the other person. Also often involves um, grunting and occasionally manic laughing. Um, is that what you thought it was? <laughs> That's one of the things I've seen <laughs> described as on, on, on the Twitter. You know you know what goblins are, Jay? I, I feel like you've been living a double life. You're drinking on the weekends. You're doing, <laughs> you the, you're doing this weird kind of goblin mode that uh, you know the, I, I had not known about. You know about the nightmare? You know about that painting? Yeah, I do know about that. Yeah. That's what they're saying goblin mode is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But, I mean, that's like more of a, like an like a imp or some sort of uh, incubus, I, I thought. Wait, that's the um, sleep paralysis demon. Uh, yeah. It's what it frequently gets uh, so, described sometimes. as. Yeah, there's a lot. It's whatever you want to bring to the table. And then what about that horse? What, what about that horse? I don't know. What's it doing behind that curtain? The horse? Yeah. I don't know. He's just hanging out. No. Goblin Why is everyone going to have a problem? I don't know what Hammeat's doing over there, but. 
He's doing the goblin mode, the the actual goblin mode. Or the real one. Or, I mean, he could be. <laughs> it depends I don't know. on who you ask. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't pry too much. Okay. You know. All right. Um, no, something to talk about at work tomorrow, I guess. Who me? Some water cooler talk. Yeah, I can bring up goblin mode. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you do it too. You want to hear from? I can. Yeah. Yeah. I have no problems with that. Cool. Do it. Cool. I uh, want to hear from uh, Lawrence. Lawrence Chrysak? That's right. See here to uh, criticize. Oh Jesus! See here to criticize my Metal Gear ratings again? Uh, maybe we're gonna find okay. out. Coming in hot. Oh no! Hey creeps. With May coming up soon and the impending dread of doing another theme month, I was thinking mm. maybe you guys switch things up this year. Oh, I'm calling for a May Gear Solid. <laughs> Oh, nothing as crazy as playing all the games, but just find yourself some good cutscene compilations and chat about the contemporary relevance of cyborg ninjas, nanomachines, and love blooming on battlefields. I mean, I've kind of been doing that over the last year, in a sense, yeah. right? It's not a bad idea, but I mean, this may be a little too fresh in young RJ's mind. I mean, I did just do it. <sighs> There's so. there's ones of people begging to hear it. You hear that? Ones. Well, there's ones, ones of, of people. people. I mean, that is that's usually our demographic is ones of people. <laughs> Pretty close. How many people listened to that last Patreon episode, Jared? Uh, Lawrence probably. <laughs> I wonder if he liked it. I hope so. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a, a cool thanks for the heads up response. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you you like those automated responses, hey? Once in a while, I like to throw them out there. Yeah, just once in a while, just once well, in a while. Well, you know, when well, you, are you when, open to it? I well, think is the well, big thing. Well, when you've been given to the Patreon for as long as Lawrence has, I mean, well, he was a uh, week one uh, patron, was he not? Something like that. Pretty darn close. So he yeah. gets he gets an automatic response of, "Cool, thanks for the heads up." <laughs> Nice. Well, so do you want to do it? I mean, I just talked about them all. No, so. no I'm good. I'm, I, oh, that's okay. too soon. It's too soon. Are you telling Lawrence to get frigged? <laughs> You're. T- I mean, what are you telling him? I I didn't say anything to we, we, him. We, we still haven't decided on May. Who us? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Officially. I mean, I I kind of threw out my um my like two cents, man. To you hmm. privately, okay. To All you right. privately, okay. like, dude. I'm, I'm confused. About what? No, no, no reason. No reason. I mean, all I can, all I can say, and I'll, I'll throw it out there now. This mm-hmm. is a, a heads up that th- things are changing on this podcast in the near future. Oh. But that's, I mean, I don't want to say too much at all about it. Well, I mean, whatever things we have planned, change or otherwise, I be, I, I think that um, we can still do May, no? Mm-hmm. Like, that'll still fit in it. If anything, it might be better. It'll fit in all right. That's going to fit in. Mm-hmm. You're going to fit in, too, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. <laughs> curious curious <laughs> yeah well that's it for emails about. rj 
Is it? Yep. Is it? I feel like everything's going to change really soon. What do you mean? I don't know. Okay. Like, I'm, just, I'm just looking longingly at that closet door. It feels like it could be the last time. Probably not. Hey, Roger, what you been creeping on this week? Um, what have you been creeping on this week is a better question. That, that sounds like a big, fat no. Uh, I, I finished Enterprise. Oh. I'm done. Yeah, so? Because they shortchanged the last season. What have you done for me lately? How short was season four? 22 episodes. Oh, four episodes. And see, that's short. before they were missing for the 100. Oh. <laughs> they really wow they Param- shortchanged them paramount what what are you doing and the last episode is uh spoiler jared a uh, little teaser for it oh chip it's perfect oh. because skype blocked out whatever oh. you just said it said well should i repeat it no okay no okay, and that, well, plus that's patreon talk right there buddy. yes yes you, you well pipe, what have you been creeping you, you piped down Hey, so I watched uh, two things. Uh, number one, this is a, a, a sort of creeps pick. Not specifically picked for me, but based on a, uh, a recommendation, if you will, from uh, one Sam Loveland and his recent oh. review for a movie I had never seen before called okay. American Sniper, directed by one Clint Eastwood from 2014. You know about this movie, RJ? You seen this? I, I do know about it. Did you watch American Sniper? I did. That's a movie people recommended we watched instead of Criterion's. Do you remember that? Uh, is it? They said, yeah, it was like they should stick to Spider-Man and American Sniper. Someone uh, said that once. Was it American Sniper specifically? I always remember Back to the Future. Back to the Future, Spider-Man, and American Sniper is one that has been tossed out before. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, did you see the fake baby? Oh yeah, we'll we'll get there. I thought there. It seemed like there was multiple fake babies in this thing. Were there? There's the scene that's that was on the internet a lot where he, yeah, uh, but that's where like he's Bradley Cooper's making the arm move, and it's like yeah. man, he sure tried. Yeah, and sure there, tried. I, think, I think there's a fake baby sooner than that too. Oh, like the, there's like the first baby. That's the second baby. It's the second baby. Uh, for so for those. For the uninitiated, because uh, mm-hmm. I was, but uh, I didn't. I learned uh, this weekend that this movie made a half billion dollars. Yes, it was quite popular. It was quite popular and uh, completely unknown to me, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. I, I, if it, when it came out, I, I I've completely zoned it out. But the tagline for this film, it really says it all: the most lethal sniper in U.S. history. U.S. Navy SEAL Chris Kyle takes his sole mission, protect his comrades, to heart, and becomes one of the most lethal snipers in American history. His pinpoint accuracy Mm. not only saves countless lives, but also makes him a prime target of insurgents. Despite grave danger and his struggle to be a good husband and father to his family back in the States, Kyle serves four tours of duty in Iraq. However, when he finally returns home, he finds that he cannot leave the war behind. Yeah. Yeah, I've I know about American Sniper. Yeah. You, you know about Iraq, you know about Iraq? 
I saw that Steven Skull movie that took place there, so I, I feel like I have a pretty yeah. good handle on it. What's what what year did that movie come out? Uh the Steven Seagal one? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can look. Sniper special ops. Uh twenty sixteen. So it, it was obviously to cash in. Oh, after uh, American Sniper? Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Try to get some of that sniper money. That story checks out. Yeah. Uh, checks out. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was thinking about that when I was watching American Sniper. I was like, man, is this is this just about Steven is this what Steven Seagal and Fred Olin Ray went? We're like, gotta make some money here. So yeah, uh, these snipers is uh it's making a lot of money. There's an appetite for it. Perhaps we uh, there, there, there couldn't sniper. possibly be other factors that would draw people in other than it's about snipers. Like, remember the sniper movies? Sniper one, sniper two, sniper three. I remember Steven Seagal's sniper. No. Is that the same thing? Uh nope. No. Oh. There's a you got uh, Louise Losa sniper. You know about that? Mm-hmm. Starring Tom Berenger and Billy Zane, JT Walsh. Unfamiliar. You know Gary Swanson. I know um, Swanson. Yeah, there, there's like a quite the franchise of sniper films, actually. Yeah, I'm sure it, I'm star- sure it, it, it startles me actually how many there are because I've seen Sniper One and Sniper Two. There, there was a uh, almost ten year gap between Sniper One and Sniper Two. Hmm. Is that it, good? Does that make you feel good? Or sad? I, mean, I, I feel. So Neither, uh, then you get nothing. Sni- so we got Sniper three in two thousand four, and then there's uh, Sniper Reloaded from twenty eleven, Sniper Legacy from twenty fourteen, then we got Sniper Ghost Shooter. Uh, mm-hmm. That looks like that's got Billy Zane again. That sounds cool. That's from twenty sixteen, and then we got Sniper Ultimate Kill. Know that one, mm. and there's Sniper Assassin's End from 2020. So you're saying some good stuff? There's that's eight Sniper films. I, I did not. I thought I didn't know there was more than three. But hmm. now you know. Now everyone knows. Apparently. Now everybody knows. Oh yeah, Billy Zane. This was and Tom Berenger too. Jesus. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Man, and there's like Tom Berenger's got like dyed blonde hair on the cover of Sniper Assassin's End. Mm. Behringer. Behringer. Uh Yeah, so we're not talking about those movies. We're talking about American Sniper. Sure. So this is based on the true story, or at least the autobiography book, uh, written by Chris Kyle before mm-hmm. he was murdered. <laughs> uh, was he? Yep, in 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was killed by a a vet he was helping out. Damn. So that happened. And, um, yeah, I don't know. This is just a movie about uh, a, mur- a murderer slash killer. Mm. <laughs> is, uh, I mean, he's doing his job. So, I mean, it was uh, yeah. it was killing. It's uh, American. You know, during the American invasion of Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> and wondering why are these people running out trying to kill American soldiers? Better snipe them. Uh, it's like mm. interesting what a fascinating movie this is um it's done very somber and desaturated mm-hmm. and, and then there's a because apparently this was his clint eastwood's second movie that he shot digitally 
And yeah, it it looks like you know when people talk about the caricature of MCU Marvel movies, how they're all brown and gray, which mm-hmm. I don't think really aligns with reality. This not movie, always. This movie is very brown and gray because because they're overseas in a, in a war zone. Hmm. When there's a there's a evil sniper. Like a Seagal sniper is an evil? No, no, not well, Seagal sniper is cool. Seagal sniper is cool. Yeah, he sits a lot. Hmm. Yeah, you know about that. So this one, I yeah, do know about so th- this. This one's got a uh, from the other side, and he's a sniper. Uh, and there's also the butcher. He likes to use power drills on children's heads. Uh, <laughs> is that accurate? <laughs> yep. No, it's in the movie, so it happened. Okay. That happened. I don't know if that needed to be included, but okay. Yeah, it happens. Okay. He's, yep. Jesus. Uh yeah, so but there's a bit where uh the so the, the, the evil sniper, um, you know, he when he's like jumping around, there's like a sound effect he's like jumping off out of a room or something like that. Where there was a close up of his feet and mm. What sound did it make? Mm-hmm. It's a good sound, Jared. It's a good one. It's a good sound. It's a real <clears> good sound. So as I was watching this, there's a lot of... Uh, there's actually literally a part where a fellow soldier, a Marine, I guess, or Navy SEAL man, he's reading a Garth Ennis Punisher Max comic book. Uh, like an actual issue. Not a trade paperback. Not a graphic an novel. An issue. Is that an allegory, Jared? No, I mean... That, I don't know if you're it's, aware, it's RJ, of the... The popularity of the Punisher skull in our uh, uh, in our do they ever draw a blue line on it? There is not because they're not police; they're military, oh. brother. I see. I see. But there start there is there starts becoming more and more Punisher skulls on everything in the yeah. movie, which is curious because uh, that's um it's Marvel, right? Yeah, this is this is, this is, uh, this is Warner Brothers. Oh. And then I started thinking, like, huh, American Sniper, this movie made half a billion dollars, and one of the producers of this film is one Bruce Berman, who'd been around for a long time. He also was a producer on Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, um, some Matrix films, I Am Legend, but also he was the producer mm-hmm. of a certain little film, RJ, called Joker. Oh. You know, you know about Joker? You know about jo- Joker-fied? You know about jo- uh. getting Joker-pilled? I know about getting Jokerified. No, yeah, that's and, a, a and, big jo- thing. and Joker, Joker made a billion dollars. Made a that's how much a Joker's worth. That IP to Warner Brothers. So that's what getting Jokerified is. What's that? Get, making a billion. Making a billion. It could be if you're, hmm. if, you're, if you're good at what you do. Good strategy. Um, and I guess like the one thing I was noticing with this movie that's I've seen the complaint about. Um, Todd Phillips's Joker movie is uh, ambiguity. In what sense? Uh, where it, it doesn't Unreliable really have, it, it doesn't, narrators? No, it doesn't have a stance, or it's trying to not have a stance. It's just mm. presenting this distorted figure, um, and and also kind of using um, in in the, in the American Sniper, it's PT, it's, yeah, it's PTSD is the mm. sort of thing that feeds into it where you know, he's just sitting still as his wife's getting like a, a mammogram or not a mammogram, ultrasound, ultrasound. And, and his like blood pressure is like 170 over 110 because he's just, he's, he's still on the battlefield in his head, mm. even though he's presenting normally. 
Um, and it's just like, yeah, there, there's a lot of Clint Eastwood deploying ambiguity, which is something that Clint Eastwood does an awful lot in his movies, even Unforgiven, which I'm a big fan of, um, mm-hmm. or High Plains Drifter. And I was thinking about this, is how <laughs> he doesn't want to say something, but he's saying a whole lot. Uh, is he using metaphors? He wants he wants the audiences to bring what they want to the movie, and that's sort of I think where the, I see. a lot of the criticism around American Sniper comes from is that it's glorifying who some call a psychopath and murderer who you know killed two hundred odd people and is kind of glorified by one political contingent. I didn't really get that sense from this movie. I didn't. It didn't mm-hmm. really feel like a glorification. But I feel that because it's ambiguous, I could see that there'd be people who might not walk away from this movie either, think, like thinking like, man, war is horrible and no one should ever have to go through that or be a part of the the, the mechanisms of which war is waged. But I mm. think there's some that might be like, that's a good dude. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than some. I Yeah, right? This is the thing. And they got Punisher shit now too. And, yes. uh, and they're talking about, yeah, because like, there is this sniper thing from like be it from video games like counter-strike and stuff like that where snipers are this revered figure of like because it's like this pinnacle of skill mm-hmm. uh and like you know peak performance of being able to kill someone from a long distance and it's like <laughs> you know sometimes you gotta like just be able to like piss and shit in your pants because you're so committed because you can't is move. that something people say that's what happens in american sniper rj um because you can't move, you gotta you gotta keep laying in place. Do you have to do that? Well, apparently, uh, that, could, that, could you that's not what, just go before? That's when well, you're there for 14 hours. Yeah, but I it's mean, it's a long time. You can't take a break. You might miss it. I mean, you could you could go number two before you go down there, and then that's not gonna happen again for 14 hours. And you just get like a bottle. Bring it up with um, a navy. I guess a Navy SEAL sniper then. Next time I will. Have, next time you have a chance. I will. Talk about protocols. Room pal. Pooping. Pooping. No. It's like just go before. No. Doesn't seem that hard. Not too not too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> For number twos. Number ones I understand. Right. No. That that stuff you gotta just rip whenever. No. Yeah, the uh I think the the most success because I, I had no real feelings one way or another about this movie. It was actually complete indifference. Which seems like what's what was intended. I don't know about that. It made half a billion dollars, and yeah, uh, apparently both Michelle Obama and Sarah Palin both supported the film. Which oh, that's that's good. Uh, it's news like that. Of course, it's over two hours long. Of course, because of course it is. They all are. They all are. All movies now are over two hours long. It, mm-hmm. it it's it didn't feel too too long, but it was just kind of like yeah. It's it's the movie, all right. And here's a big here's a big sandstorm for a big climax where a bunch of uh, goo gets like random enemy spawns start coming and charging the building. And now we mm. have to, and now we have to get out, <laughs> get into the back of the truck as, it, as as the sandstorm comes. And then I start thinking about is it day rule, <laughs> the rule, da da rude, da rude. That song, yep. You know it. You know it's the storm. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Darude. I think you're right. Yeah. Darude. Sandstorm. Yeah. Yeah. Darude. Darude. Or, or da- Darude. 
Dowried, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. American Sniper. <laughs> when, when, when are you going to watch it, RJ? When are you going to step up? Not. Not. Why do you, I have no. Why, I have why no do you, why desire. Do you, why do you hate America? Um. Why does America hate me? It's my question. No. The people out there. No, I have no desire to see this. Right. I'm surprised you watched it. To be honest. Uh, Sam had a pretty glowing review of it. Really. I have no strong opinions against it. I'm just yeah. I have no desire to I, watch it. I mean, I guess like that's the only reason I watched it is because I was just kind of like, well, I'll, I'll give this a I'll give this a try. <clears throat> you said we'll see what this Sammy boy has to say. Well, I saw that already, and I, saw, I wanted to mm. see if it if it lived up to mm. it. But glowing praise, glowing praise. It just made me think about Clint Eastwood's uh, career and what his staples are. Because this movie could, like, I felt like this movie could have been made by anybody. There, there's mm. there's no real strong hand, I don't think, at in this. I, I uh, there seems to be uh, the Clint Eastwood auteurists that uh, Sam was talking about in his uh, in his review, which is why mm. what brought him to his attention, saying that this is some top tier Eastwood. And mm. I don't I don't know about that. Um, there's a scene where uh, like during the climax, the 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 sniper, we'll just call him that, because it's a movie version of a real person, but. I don't know. It feels weird to talk about a, this guy. Um, the, the sniper, he's taking his big final shot against evil sniper. Cause but even though it's like possible, you'd be like, well, it's, he's ambiguously presented. And I go, eh, I don't think that's how most people are watching this movie. Um, so he takes his shot and you get some CGI bullet traveling out. Oh, and, oh yeah, buddy. Um, CGI bullets. Yeah. How else are you going to do it? And what what uh? That's exactly how it's played out. Like that's like real I life. I mean, you, you can when just you shoot not bullets, show a like, bullet. You go, exactly. You don't need to show the bullet, but someone yeah. someone someone went. Yeah, we we I want mean, people to to feel it, <laughs> to feel the bullet. I mean, yeah, it's like no one sees bullets in real life, so like, why do you have to? <laughs> they think, well, they see them not while they're moving though. Oh, when they're firing, unless though. you're unless you're Superman. He he's faster than a speeding bullet. Well, you can catch him. Uh, there's some pretty yeah. good uh, scenes of fellow soldiers getting killed. Uh, one's got like a nice eye twitch as he's, after he's been shot in the head, and, and he's slowly dying. It's some good acting. You're, you're a big fan of that, hey? Yeah, some good eye twitching. Okay. Yeah, it is good. Like it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they they really nailed it. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but of course, yeah, it's another movie. It's like, well, you can't trust any of these people over here because you know they got <laughs> weapons under the rug. But because because sniper's got such keen senses, he's just, he's just, he's just, I, I saw something. He Columbo's it a little bit. You know, he's like, oh, that's a little bit off here. And you see, you see, I got, I've got those senses, those keen senses. I don't know about that, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. What's your keen sense? <laughs> um, I don't know. Nothing. I don't have any keen senses. What about a sense? I, I can't. I, I I can't even believe I'm alive. I mean, a lot of people don't believe it. Mm. How, how how have I made it this far? It's, it's not. We're unsure. We're unsure. Yeah. Interesting. So, what else you watch? I watched X. Mm. You know about you know about Ty West, RJ. I know about Ty West. I think uh, my RJ. Are you aware of what the one of the main characters' names is in this movie? 
Uh, is it DMX? Play, played by Owen Campbell. You know I don't know who Owen Campbell is. But, well, he was uh, in Super Dark Times. I never watched that. Oh. I know the movie, but I never watched that. Well, um, RJ. What's his, is his name Shitty Bill? His name, RJ, is RJ. No, come on. So there's a, there's a whole sequence of this movie where people are like, RJ? Where's RJ? <laughs> <laughs> But this, this, uh, I, there's a bit where RJ, the character RJ, not the character on the podcast RJ, yeah. where RJ goes to the power of independent cinema. Uh, the character I play for this podcast has never said that, has never once said a thing like that. Well, I'm not, well, the people won't know that when I make, um, type up my review right now saying, See, there... To the power of independent cinema, and I'm going to attribute that to RJ. See, but you're 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 misrepre- That's misrepresentation, pal. You got a lawsuit on your hands. No, well, that's what that's what that's the line but... of the movie. It's very accurate. Um. Yes. What you, What do you know about this movie? Well, you told me that it's about a porno, and yep. it's ba- it's a text. I think Texas-based. Based, ba- based on the few just like very short little bumpers I've seen of it, it looks like a Texas Chainsaw ripoff. Yeah, um, it's very intentional. It's a pastiche, which which is in te- yeah intentional, yeah. but like a Texas Chainsaw ripoff with porno people, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So is that all this film is? Uh, essentially, so it got all the Ty West flair. Uh, well, I mean, does he have flair? Well, he's got the Ty West flair that people love. But whether or not that's good or anything is a different story. So, yeah, X. This is A24. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Yes, there's that. He fits in well with A24, though. He's a he's the ori- he's the original elevated horrorsman. He brought us yeah. uh, house. Of the, was it the House of the Devil? House of the Devil, yeah. and then. Um, he did a couple other things. Well, too. the innkeepers, but House House of the Devil though is the yeah. was kind of the kickoff the of like of, re- of like retro horror because yeah. it's like after Death Proof, which is a fairly bombastic. But this is kind of your that movie that came along right after kind of the height of torture porn movies, and, porn. and then we started doing the retro stuff, and it kind of did both, and it really clicked, and a lot of people. I think we're inspired to kind of keep making like, or studios and producers were inspired by how much money it made to make, to make more movies like that. And like there's probably film people who saw it and went, Oh, that's exactly what I've always wanted to be making. I want, I want, I want protagonists that have Walkmans. I want my name to be. That's, that's what's missing in cinema. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a lot of opinions in cassettes, cassettes, um talk about talk about vinyl uh people love vinyl jared S- love you know, talking about vinyl you know synth i know i know about synth I yeah. Know about synth. Oh, yeah well yeah we'll talk about um uh fetishization of of a different era later uh yeah we can talk about we'll that talk later. about that later but anyway so, so x so x opens up the first half like it is absolutely just a you know love love letter to texas chainsaw massacre yeah completely but 
It's got some CGI landscape background stuff. Because, oh. like, it starts off in Houston at this strip club, and then there's a big pan away, and you see, like, all this, like, ridiculous uh, oil industry stuff going on in the background. And it just makes you go, oh, wow. I remember 1979. Remember that? <laughs> uh, I wasn't alive at the moment, but I've seen films that have depicted such things. Yeah. Well, there's a gigantic 1979 that goes across the screen, but it's like a uh, fabric and it's the, the American flag. Oh. And it says 1979. So, so, just, so you're aware. Just so you know. Yeah. And right. it is about a, a group of people going out to shoot a porno on a farm. You know, you know about that, RJ? Uh, yeah, I t- yeah, pornos. My internet was totally here the whole time. Yes, uh, it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, porno. Porno. So they go out and uh-huh. uh, they go to the farmhouse and there's this real old man. It's a fake old man who's mm-hmm. in old man makeup. It's like something out of Jackass. Or Texas Chainsaw. Yep. And or the, jackass. But there's also an old lady. Um what does she do? Well, uh she likes to fuck RJ. <clears throat> but she can't but she are, but are, but her but her husband can't because he's got a bad heart. What? Yep. And uh this is, is that this the is, plot point? <laughs> this is letter to kill. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Because they're kind of... I don't know. This movie's a mess. It's like... Tell me how you really feel. (laughs) I don't know. Won't you let me? I'm I'm trying. You're making such demands. Tell me what you thought of this film, Jer. So the first half, and there's like actual dialogue in the movie where characters say, we just can't change that. We can't just change the movie in the middle. And then they go, but one of your favorite movies is Psycho. Psycho doesn't change halfway through. It, it just does. shifts focus. That's what I mean. It does. Shifting focus is different. Yeah. It's not a change. It's a shift. Mm, well, that's a Do shift. you know about temporal shifts, Jared? Temporal shifts. You mean like, yeah. like alternate dimensions? Well. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, so the there, first, there's some self-directed stuff, hey? Uh, self-aware. Met, yeah. Meta. That's and, what I meant. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and this is all, of course, RJ. Talking the character? About, yeah, talking about this. Because he's the, so he's the filmmaker, and he's brought his okay. girlfriend along with him. But now his girlfriend's like, she wants to be in the movie, too. As a porno? Yeah. Because she, she's like, I want to fuck too. For making such an important thing, I want to be a part of it. I want to live my life. So she fucks the the, the star of this mm-hmm. uh, this film, uh, played by Kid Cudi, who plays a Kid, character Kid named... Kid Cudi? Cudi? Is it Cudi? 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 Kid Cudi the rapper? I don't... Sure. He's also in yeah. Don't Look Up. Yeah, I, I know Kid... I didn't know Kid Cudi was in this. He's um he's pretty good. I like Kid Cudi. Yeah, he plays... Sure. Uh, he plays... Jackson Hole. Come on. That's his name. Do you see him nude? Uh, you see him like from above the crotch and below. Uh, I see. But no, no, yeah. no peen though, RJ. Damn. 
Yeah, Kim Cuddy's cool. Do you, uh, do you know Kid Br- Cuddy. Do you know Brittany Snow? I do know Brittany Snow. She what? Was for a while. What? I said she was popular for a while years ago, and then she was in Pitch Perfect. She yeah. was popular for a while. Yeah, yeah. She had a run at it like I don't know, early two thousands, but it, it never really took. I don't think. It seems like her run was before the early two thousands. Yeah, her, she had her, a run at it. But her, her first movie was The Pacifier in two thousand five. Uh oh yeah, that's Vin Diesel. Yeah. Well, Vin Diesel. She's back in X. Is she? And then you got Jenny Ortega. Who that? I don't know. She was in Iron Man three, I guess. Who wasn't in Iron Man 3, and you know Insidious what I mean? Insidious Chapter 2. Um, oh, the good Insidious, right? Isn't that what you refer to it as sometimes? And then uh, Mia or Maya Goth. She, she's in this movie. Is the kind of the She's the X in the film. She's oh. she, she brings the X factor. She the final girl? Correct. Okay. <laughs> because she's got the X factor. So she I see. Of course she's last. Spoilers. I know. I know how things work. Who cares? Who cares? Anyway, I know how things work? Uh, yeah, she's on the poster. There's always. There's got to be one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the first half is all set up, and then, and then it all goes crazy. Whoa! People, people getting stabbed to death. Some 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 sweet uh, hand getting axed up action. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a crocodile or alligator, one or the other. Is that a eaten alive reference? Yep. Oh yeah, a little bit, a little, a little bit of Toby Hooper love in this. See, I'm not a fan of Ty West, and I, I'm not a huge fan of Toby Hooper. And if it's Ty West doing a Toby Hooper thing, I feel like I'd very much not be a fan. Hmm. But unsure. Unsure. Well, it doesn't really feel like a a Toby film. Uh, but it sounds I, like he's trying to be. Well, kind of. yeah, he's ref- there's references. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. What else did you think? Of X? I don't know. It's I guess it's a slasher. So if you if you're looking for a some slasher stuff, it's like, hey, there you go. There's one. It's, they don't come out that often, I don't think, anymore. Yeah. But here's one f- for the kids. For the kids? Yeah. There's some bizarre <laughs> like I don't know if I I don't want to use the word pretentious, but there's this there's a scene in this though where I was like, oh my god, <laughs> why why is why is the movie slowing down? Why are they doing these like weird triple edits where they will like mm. cut between scenes, but then they'll like show the new scene and the previous scene three times before it transitions fully over. Yeah, and, and then we get some. Um, uh, like a song and dance number, some landslide. Ugh. Yeah, we get a we, we get landslide being sung by uh, like Br- Britney Snow, I guess that's who it was. Yeah, like we're talking Smashing with, Pumpkins, with, Dixie with, Chicks, with, landslide with kid with Kid Cootie, uh, Cuddy, uh, uh, Cuddy, on kid playing Cuddy? with uh, doing some acoustics on the guitar. The guitar. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's a talented guy. He's a talented cat, man. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's yeah. That's the movie. It's kind of just there. P- 
perfect man perfect for streaming sounds great yeah sounds great come into a shutter near you or something oh yeah this is if this pops up on shutter i'd give it a watch during um creeptober but i i don't really like ty west that much all four of his movies yeah i mean i don't know it's kind of like what you said like some somehow pretentious but like i just feel like ty west is so into himself he's just like i know exactly what i'm doing i feel i feel like you're projecting here he's yeah he's like i i I do a podcast about movies uh, sometimes i oh that's not the way look it's that can of goblin meat again why'd you send me that can of goblin well that's not what i wanted to send you it's like you don't take this seriously i don't it's like you're barely wow, even professional. I, I keep copying it. It won't let it. It just keeps giving me goblin meat. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Look at. Sounds the, like you've gone into goblin mode. Goblin mode. I'm just trying to find uh, a, a nice little image, and I go, "Oh, I see. It all makes sense now." I think you're. I think you've gone goblin there we mode. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like you, kind of. <laughs> yeah, looks just like you, all right. He looks like you, Jarrett Duncan, kind of. <laughs> you are, that's why he wrote a movie about you. He named him after you and everything. I, RJ. I mean, if I met Ty West, I bet I'd get along with him. <laughs> yeah, you'd be free. You think you could be friends? Yeah, but not like good friends. Like, just dudes that, like, say hi to each other and, just like, dudes just sit at being the same bros? table, but. Yeah, but I'd never, like, invite him in, you know? No. I don't think I would invite him in, at least, but... I know. I know he hurt you, but it's okay. Well. It's all right. Well. Eh. Well, yeah, so that's... Well, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, movies. I don't, the state of them. That's fine. There's that, there's that one, though. It sounds pretty good. It's got all the hype around it, right? Yeah, that one does sound good. Yeah. Should have went to that one, I guess. Damn. Damn. Uh, yeah, you'll get them next time. Well, you know, A24, it always delivers. Um, you're going to have Sugarhead come after you here pretty soon if you keep bad mouth in A24. Well, what? He'll get you. Yeah. He'll get you. I don't know. Uh, that everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, is that A24 also? I do believe it is. Yeah, that's supposed to be real good. Yep. It sure is, RJ. It's supposed sure to be is. real good. I mean, I, I don't, I've never even seen a frame of it. Yeah. And uh, well, all I need to know is from the team that brought you Swiss Army Man. Yeah. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know, too. Completely on board for it. I'm actually surprised how few people we know who have seen it seen that one yeah 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 i mean people have lives right Mm, doubtful interesting but the people we do know who have seen it love it they love it Mm. but you know what i I have to say about people and the things how they love things Uh, i've heard i've heard yeah you know what i'm talking about so rj yeah. Are you going to uh, darken my door with some enterprise talk? I sure can. I sure can. can. Are you Are you planning to stop the podcast potentially? 
I don't know. Forever? I mean, well, I know that we're going to be having to transition over to Patreon for the, for the next few seconds um, because that this is exclusive stuff. How exclusive? VIP. Is this like one of the big changes you've been mentioning no. that are coming to the podcast? No, not even. This is something else entirely. This is well. This is what we've been doing the whole time. But the thing I was talking about, it's, it's, it's uh, life altering. Whose life? Um, I don't know. Somebody's. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to rock your well, world, man. Yeah. Well, let's uh, engage. up left and right don't you buddy like the klingons man you, you you drop all that gold on the patreon exclusives and leave the the scraps for the plebs on the other <laughs> side of the wall if you want hot premium package action you're gonna have to go to the patreon and uh i'm not gonna say that we sold out or anything like that uh because people like us because we can't sell out but uh just so you know we're not going to offer it for free. It's not happening. No, but we can't do, do it. But, but we are for sale. But we are for sale. And if you would like to get into the Criterion Creeps business, contact J Dog at jdog.com. Well, and if you and if you if you in the know, you know what that J stands for. You know what the J stands for, and guess what? <laughs> then you'll get a special promo, twenty percent off of the Patreon. Mm-hmm. I, that's not true. You have to pay full price. Pay full price. Pay full price. Hey, you know what? Pay full price. Um, since we took our little uh, detour uh, that's now heading into the expanse, mm-hmm. um, Lawrence, friend of the show, he responded to uh-huh. my cool thanks for the heads up with a yeah. sounds good. <laughs> Did you respond? No, there's no there's no uh, button to click, so I I can't there communi- was no... I, I can't communicate Damn. without um, buttons. Damn. If it's not auto auto generated, it's not worth saying. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I I've got nothing to say. But you know what I do have to say is yeah. uh, I forgot to mention the things that I've been creeping on this week. I mean, it's the biggest thing. It's probably the best thing I've crept on in a while. Was it an Apple TV show? No. This is a this is YouTube content created. Uh-oh. Are what you was are, it? are you familiar with Kit Boga? Kit Boga? Yeah, one word. Kit Boga. It's, I uh, am it's not. The, uh, it's the, the the handle of a man uh, who goes by Kit Boga, uh, whose origin story is that in 2017 
his grandmother with dementia got taken for a ride by some scammers. Oh, no. And from that day forth, Kitboga swore revenge against scammers. Oh, good for him. And so uh, he's a Twitch streamer. And on YouTube, I don't even know what prompted this to show up in my recommended feed kind of thing. But it was like a little thumbnail about... um, Dealing with scammers, but using a uh, interface that's like Windows three point one, like eleven, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, just the, going the distance with this. Uh, he's got quite the rig set up. He just does it from home or his office mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, with green screens and backdrops. Uh, he's got voice modulation, so he can play different characters at the drop of the hat. He's got the mm. sound effects. He's got he's got the whole gamut uh, available to him, so he can scam the scammers. Which eventually, basically, comes down to wasting their time, preventing mm. them from taking advantage of other people. Pot- I uh, like potentially. that. Yeah, it's uh, some good old fashioned uh, violence free vigilantism, I guess. Oh, and if there was violence. I it wouldn't be on YouTube. I'm assuming. Oh, I don't know if they, yeah. uh, there's like some guy running around uh, taking violence into his own hands. Then they make a Batman movie about it. You know. Oh damn! A, Pun- a Punisher TV show. A Punisher TV but, show. But IRL, uh, this kid Boga, he's doing uh, he's doing some good work. Uh, some of the mm. stuff it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, one of the highlights so far uh, was one where. He's talking to a, so I don't know if you're familiar with these scams like the oh kind of, no I I am yeah I know all about but them, so but go ahead. so one of the scams I guess the the mm-hmm. popular ones is like so you get the robocall um, mm-hmm. where it's like robot voice from Microsoft refund department saying mm-hmm. we owe you four hundred dollars uh-huh. and and so this you know hits um, some old people and the old people go oh dear. Uh, that four hundred dollars—that's a lot of money that was accidentally charged. I guess. Mm-hmm. Why would they call me on my landline? And so yes. So this then prompts a phone call to the phone number given on the robocall, mm-hmm. and you leave a message. Then perhaps, and then you get a phone call from uh, a man from overseas um, who will help you get your money back. And of course, yes. this this requires because you know it's Microsoft. Uh, this requires mm-hmm. them getting uh, any desk remote access to your computer, uh, where they can mm. they can walk you through and you can log into your bank account. And they did they do a little bit of tomfoolery where they uh, they use some uh, right clicks and some inspects. Sometimes they can edit the HTML and make mm-hmm. it look like they've deposited too much money into your account. And now, yes. and now you've got to like, oh man, if my boss finds out, I might lose my job. So <laughs> you, you maybe help me out here, and I'll let you keep a little of that money that I accidentally sent you because that makes sense. But mm-hmm. it's going to require you. Uh, do you have a Target nearby? <laughs> oh, I see. And so, I see. so you're asking, do you have a Target? Do you have a Target nearby? They have gift cards at Target. Um, yes, they do. And sometimes they do, wherever wherever they sell gift cards, they'll they'll be fine with that. They want those Google Play cards. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll take whatever you can, and then yeah, you give those numbers over the phone. And man, if they think they've got a, a real golden goose, they'll just keep milking you and say, "Oh, those numbers mm-hmm. didn't work. You got to go again." And they'll just keep no. they'll they'll bilk you real hard. So, uh, Kit Bogo, he has some fun with these these guys. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, just just wastes their time, drags it out as long as possible. He understands the scam. He knows how to. He has his computer set up so he can work them. Uh, but again, the one I, my highlight though was where he's talking to one of these guys and. Uh, there's connection issues. He's like, oh well, I'll just I'll just call back. Uh, I'll call the number again, and I'll get another I'll get another person to help. And then uh, the person hangs up because mm-hmm. there's connection issues, and they call back. They're like, oh no, I'm already talking to somebody else. And this guy proceeds to have a three way conversations with himself, <laughs> his other persona, mm-hmm. and the the scammer. Where this this is he's playing an, uh, this woman who's who's being trying to be taken advantage of by dueling scammers, one real mm. and one that he is playing himself, and uh, it, it climaxes RJ in a sing off. I don't like that word, but yeah, continue. Yeah, there's a, there's a sing off, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing because they're trying vying for the uh, the mark. Um, who, of course, the, the 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 real scammer says that this man is trying to scam you, and then proceeds to tell the woman the entire scam that he himself wants oh. to commit. And after he gets her to uh, get off the phone with the non-existent scammer, he proceeds to do the exact scam he's already told her about. Incredible. It's incredible. It's like, wow, the audacity, the desperation of it all. And the, the anger of some of them. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're so mad and just so vulgar and mean to these, like, these old people. Just, but it doesn't matter who they are. It's like, just motherfucker, motherfucker, listen to me. You're like, well, that's not, not going to get you ahead in life. Well, senior uh, elder abuse is a very real thing, Jared. Well, the, the, very that's real. what these uh, these these con artists uh, are hoping are, for. That's what they do. They'll the, whatever it takes to get the, to get the money. I know I've, I've heard about this before and it, it's very unfortunate. It's like the people they get are like senior citizens and like people with like mental disabilities and like just people that are easily like confused and stuff. And that's, and that sucks. So this kit, kit bongo, kit bongo, is boga, that boga, kit boga, uh, he's doing the Lord's work. Uh, there's one. He's a brother in Christ for sure. Yeah, he's, there's one bit where uh, he's. Uh, I think by the end of one of the scams, and these are hours long. There's one that um, I guess it's the the video pitched, you know, for the clickbait about the angriest caller that I, I've ever had, mm-hmm. or angriest scammer that there's ever been. Yeah, this man is very angry, very mad all the time. And this 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 scam goes ten hours deep. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> it's like over the course of days. There's talk of uh, holes where the money's been buried to be so it's kept safe. And there's oh, oh, the, the children are trying to get into the holes. Ah, oh, it's a it's quite the incident. Oh, I like. <laughs> oh, it's it's incredible because okay. it's it's so simple, but yeah. it's so well done. Um, I'm sure that there's like failures along the way, but we don't see those ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very, I, I had no idea. I, I, I had, I knew that there was like scam baiters and I think that it actually is the name of another account. Uh, I think it's like a European guy named scam baiter and like, he just like, yeah, he, he's a, uh, I guess they're, they're gray hats. I guess is the term because mm. there's white hats, like good guy hackers, and there's black hats, which are bad guy hackers, and then there's gray hats, kind of somewhere in between. Uh, that's more of the scam baiter kind of guy who who hacks scumbags and mm. deletes their files and makes their lives hard. And you go, what about 
Yeah, what about rasturbators? <laughs> rasturbators? Yeah, what about them? What, is that like rat fucks? No, it's a, it's that art art style. It's the dots. I see. <laughs> you, you you had a lot of baiters in there. Betas? Baiters. Uh, no, this guy sounds cool, though. I uh, I can appreciate what he's doing. Because yeah, those people suck. I spent a, a lot of... A lot of hours, a lot of man time uh, watching it's these okay. videos. Still am. They're, they're good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a better use of time than some of the other things that you used to watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like that unmentionable uh, person. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think this is well, a good Well, you know, it, it, there's always that eventually the, the other shoe will drop and it'll turn out <laughs> that this person's a monster too. So That he was scamming all along. Yeah. Oh, we, I hope not. We were the scam. <laughs> Turns out we were the scam all along, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah. You, uh, you got any news for us, RJ? Anything we already talked on? about Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. No more. Sad. All right. Yeah, sad indeed. It's not, it's not, a, it's, it's not been a lot. A good few months for uh, like 90s heyday comedians no they Gilbert got Godfrey, uh, bob saget, saget. Uh, norm norm yeah i know they're it's catching up to us jerk no and these and aren't like day... and these aren't like extremely old people at all no no and just wait until it comes for the podcasters <laughs> yeah that will be there'll be a lot of podcasts about that oh there's gonna be a reckoning about what that means metaphorically <laughs> Uh, I do see that hashtag justice for Johnny Depp is trending. That trends all that. Like, every, like, month or two, that trends. And Oh, I did see, like, uh, people are uh, ripping that um, new Harry Potter movie. Uh, be, like, so oh, China... the, fa- the, the Fantastic Beast thing? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I mean, I think I said, like, I watched the first one. I was like, mm, And I watched the second one. I was like, uh-uh. I was like, this isn't very good. But people what did, are... What did you say? I said I watched the first one. I was like, eh. eh. I watched the second one. I went, mm, mm. I went, not not very good. Um, but I I saw some very uh, striking reviews of this third one. People don't like it. Like it's getting bad ratings. But like, I I saw weird like. Now is this is this like because the movie's bad or is this also kind of uh, wrapped up with the J.K. Rowling? Backlash? I think it's all of it. I, I think know. it's all of it. So like this movie is all about like. And I'm going to paraphrase the reviews. Um, the canically gay Dumbledore is that's an actual thing I saw in a review from uh, a Internet website was it was like this movie didn't offer much, but it did canically make Dumbledore door gay. So it's got that going for it. And I was like, what? I was like, but the See, movie I, itself I, I heard, wasn't good. At first, I heard mechanically gay. <laughs> oh, canically. Yeah, I, 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 got, I figured uh, it's can- I, I caught it the second time. Yeah, but like that—that that was all I saw, and like a bunch of people were saying that they were just like, "Well, the movie's not good, and J.K. Rowling's not good, but at least the movie did this." And I was like, "It just sounds like it's just a bad movie." And apparently, a lot of other stuff like Mads Mikkelsen is good, but people are like, "Justice for Johnny Depp," and I don't know. I think I think it's time to put this this puppy to bed. You know what I mean? There's so much wrapped around it, like outside of the movies themselves, and the movies themselves aren't even aren't even very good. So. Put it to bed, right, Jarrett? Put it to bed. You know what I mean? That was the only news I saw was 
people were very vocal about this fucking movie because it's Harry Potter. Uh, I've, I've, I've been noticing uh, Maisie Williams has been forced to trend for like over a day now. Forced to trend? Yeah, like on trending. Like a like they, they trend? Keep, it keeps being pushed at me because of British GQ. Uh, and like, I, I don't know why. Well, it's because you, you and Rob Eagle hang out so much, so you get those British GQ oh, ads. Oh, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what about uh, David Lynch's secret film? He said today that there isn't one. Oh, damn. <laughs> so I, I trust him more than the rumors. Oh, uh, really? Are you sure? I don't think idea. he. I don't think he would lie. What's he he he's got like secrets and stuff, but I don't think he would lie to secrets. people. Secrets. Secrets. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what he he said and say there isn't one. So. That's just like my opinion, man. My opinion, man. <laughs> your opinion, man. Man. Well, Anyways. cool. Fantastic. Outstanding, even. Yes, some would say. Um, we got a movie to talk about. Sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's that time. Sure. So, after the break, we're going back to high school and middle school. And then we're going to get initiated real hard. people who were in the aliens man george washington man he was in a cult and the cult was in the aliens man you didn't know that no oh man they were way into that type of stuff man getting air from there man it's no good it was the last day of school uh miss crawford i was thinking that maybe you and i can get together over the summer i mean it'll be legal I mean, it, be... it was the first day of summer vacation you guys know anything about a party here tonight no sir oh. it was a time they will never forget there's a new fiesta in the making as we speak I thought he was cute. Oh, you thought he was cute? Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? If only they could remember it. Okay. So you're not going to go to law school? What do you want to do then? I want to dance. You going to be quarterback next year? I don't know. I might not even play. You're in need of a serious attitude adjustment, young man. Super dominant male in a 50s greaser uniform. 
That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> the 50s were boring. The 60s rocked. The 70s, oh my God, they obviously suck. Dazed and confused, see it with a bud. Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big, fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. And we're back. It's Criterion Cruise Podcast. And tonight, J-Dog, we are talking about a little film from 1993. Directed, rather, by Richard Linklater... Some refer to as Rick Linklater, later, which I didn't know. Who? Uh, ben Affleck calls him Rick. Oh, my goodness. Of course in he the, does. In uh, the making of documentary. And, uh, Do you think Ben Affleck's the only person that calls him that? No, th- like they were all calling him Rick. And I was like, Rick? I was like, wouldn't Rich be the like the shortened for Richard? But they all call him Rick, apparently. Wait, wasn't, wasn't Ben Affleck and Richard Linklater's Days and Confused? Well, that's the film we're talking about tonight, Jerry. Oh, the 1990 film, day, 1993 film, Dazed and Confused, by director Rick Linklater. Okay. And the tagline, via via letterboxed, see it with a bud. What does that mean? And it's, I think it's a drug thing, like buds, like oh. dank buds. Oh, but could you also see it with a a buddy? No, I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, should see it alone. Yeah, I would see it alone. <laughs> see, it, see it in silence and yeah, quiet. I, I, I would go all by yourself. Um, and a synopsis, also via letterbox shirt. The adventure is of a group of Texas teens on their last day of school in 1976, centering on a student, Randall Floyd, who moves easily among stoners, jocks, and geeks. Floyd is a star athlete. But he also likes smoking weed, which presents a conundrum when his football coach demands he sign a no drugs pledge. Oh, boy. Which I think is a bit of an oversimplification. It's, it sounds like it's about this Randall Flagg guy. Randall Flagg? Well, Randall Pink Floyd is Rick Linklater himself says that he is actually the underappreciated star of the film. But he said, but there is no star. They're all the star. But he said he is the he's the anchor that mm. brings them all together kind of thing. So this is a movie called Days and Confusure. Yeah. And uh, how do you usually do this? Do you go about what the movie is about? Have you seen this movie before, RJ? Jared, this is probably, out of all the criterions for sure, but uh, amongst other non-criterion films also, this is probably one of the most watched movies I have in my life. Really? I've seen Dazed and Confused. If I had to guess, and it wouldn't be an accurate guess, but I would say it would be over 20 times, probably. <laughs> but not over 9,000. Not over... It's it's very hard to get over 9,000. Uh, that would be very difficult. This is what I, uh, as we know, as 90s sweat, VHS sweat. So uh, I own this on VHS. And uh, as a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, has pointed out, this is a movie I routinely forced people to watch when they came over to my house, uh, like when we were younger. So it's like 13, 14 years old. I, uh, people would come over, hang out at my house, have a sleepover, you know. 
And uh, I'd pull out the VHS and I'd pop that fucker in and be like, we're watching Dazed and Confused. And they'd be like, I don't know what that is. And I'll be like, you're about to. <laughs> and, you know, click her right in. And then would you pull out the bud? Bud? I said, I got to see it with a bud. I'm not allowed to watch it alone. <laughs> that's, your no. bowl, that, that's your bowl sound? No, I wasn't. I wasn't into that kind of stuff. Just, <laughs> just cold ones. Wearing a big tie-dye shirt with a big pot leaf on it. No, I, I wasn't like Slater. I, I wasn't like uh, that guy. I was more like, um, you know, uh, Benny, like the guy who in the intro is making the paddle. The guy who just likes having a cold one. If I had to say I was like any of them, it'd be that guy. Maybe. Who would you say Did I'm you? like, RJ? You. You are a hundred percent either Adam Goldberg mm-hmm. or the other guy that drive around looking for the party and talking about things like like politics and other things they'd rather be doing than going to the party. Tony Rapp. Tony, uh, yes, Anthony Tony Rapp. You'd be either Tony Rapp or uh, Adam Goldberg. I mean, you could either you could also be Marissa Rabisi. Like you got some red in your beard. So. Hey, you know that. Uh... Uh, Tony Rapp is in Star Trek Discovery. What? As who? Uh, he's playing Lieutenant Commander Paul Stamets. The Paul Stamets? Mm-hmm. Wow. Actually, there's a... I didn't know that. That's cool, though. There is a... Uh, in the um, in the making of, the way it finishes is all of the actors. It's a supercut of them tell, talking about what they made after Dazed and Confused. Which is really weird because it's like it's like look at how many good movies they were in afterwards. And you're like, I know. You're like, we all know. Mm-hmm. That was the point, right? But uh, yeah, you would be uh, one of those guys. And uh, Oliver Granger is probably Nicky Cat, I would say. <laughs> yeah, he's popping the shirt. Yeah, he's and he, he pops his tarp off and he says, he says, I'm a pothead man. I like smoking marijuana. He says, what are you going to do? And then he, uh, he gets some. Oh, Oliver Granger doesn't do anything like that. He's he's very aggressive. He might not seem like it, but in, in the messages he sends me, they are violently aggressive. Wow. Violently. So anyways, this is a movie, Jared. And, uh, You've seen it. I've seen it many, many times. Have you seen this film before, Jared? I've seen this movie three times now. Three times? Yep. Uh, was one in your younger life, one nope. in your middle life, and I, I, one now I, at the I, end of your I life? I came to this movie late. Ah, uh, that's too bad. I uh, I watched it when I was starting to get into Richard Linklater yeah. movies. So I would have watched Waking Life probably earlier on that, and then Excanor Darkly, and then I finally got around to watching Days and Confused because I knew that it was a big deal mm-hmm. to a lot of people that I really wasn't friends with. <laughs> I see. This this was this was not my kind of movie, and this wasn't the type of people who liked this movie that I went grew up with. Because mm-hmm. um, 1993, I was 10, and so by sure. the, the, and nobody saw this movie in theater. It should be pointed mm-hmm. out. This movie was a bomb, yeah. um, or it barely broke even. But it has since become a a, a milestone touchstone for mm-hmm. like 90 cinema. I believe like Tarantino. This is like one of the best movies of the nineties. Yeah. But yeah, every person I went to, you know, school with by high school was like, this was like their favorite movie 
There's mm-hmm. people who had posters of Days and Confused on their wall after the mm-hmm. fact. And I would just see this movie on video store shelves and I'd go, eh, it doesn't look funny <laughs> to me. Like it, it doesn't, this doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. <laughs> This does. This doesn't this have. Jim, this doesn't have Jim Carrey. This isn't Hoobie Halloween. I, I have honestly no idea why it took me so long to watch this movie, but it just was. It, it was, uh, you know, two thousand five, two thousand six, probably by the time I did watch it. Sure. So like a, a ways away after, and I was you know, uh, in my twenties when I did, mm-hmm. and then I watched okay. it like five six years ago. Actually, yeah, yeah, about six, seven years ago, and for no particular reason. And then now I have to watch it because I'm contractually obligated. Yes, potentially, potentially, potentially. Okay, interesting background for you. But you're you're a Linklater guy, right? I mean, you didn't I know was. you went by Rick, but you, I, I was I'm not familiar with uh, how casual you could actually approach him when talking about him. You just call him Rick. I just call him Rick. I call well, him that actually. Home. Well, I, I mean, I call him Stuart. Stu? It's his middle name. Did you, <clears> you didn't know that? Like Father Stu. So this, so this guy's also a year younger than my dad. Richard Linklater. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> do you think they? Do you think they would have been friends? They they would have partied, man. <laughs> they might have. You don't. Well, know. Th- this is definitely like this. So this is a movie about like my parents age group yeah because they were they were high school kids at the end kind of yeah the second half of the 70s so this uh it carries over yeah it's the same with andrew her her mom was in grade 12 in 76 or something like that so there there you go it's uh very yeah this is our parents era to uh an extent boomers rj boomers (laughs) the tail end of the boom yeah but this is it's uh americana jared americana Americana. and uh I think, and I I thought this before actually. I I'm not just repeating it, but in the documentary they say it too. It's like the pitch for this was uh, American graffiti in the '70s, which was what I always thought yep. because I've I've always mentioned too. Like I I love American graffiti as well. I think that movie is really good. Um, but uh, I always thought that with this too. I was like, yeah, it's just American graffiti in the '70s, and now people are trying to make that version of the '90s, but with middling success, right? We got lots of '90s stuff now, but nothing, nothing like Dazed and Confused or uh, American Graffiti. I don't think. Unless you thought mid '90s captured that magic. No, but what I'm sure I, that's what, how it was pitched, though. I just watched something that was like a I thought a successful '90s movie because it seemed a lot more effortless than mid '90s. Felt very like trying, yeah. very hard to convince you that it was the '90s. Down to those Ninja Turtles bed sheets. Yeah, Ninja Turtles is a good '90s movie. 1990. Yeah, for that matter. Well, I mean, even like you, um, you know, Licorice Pizza. I mm-hmm. think like you haven't seen that yet, but no. that that movie I think you'll like a lot because when I was watching Days and Confused, I was like, yeah, this is kind of reminds me of Licorice Pizza now. Yeah. So, but '90s sweat or '70s sweat? '70s. '70s sweat. Okay, I'm 70s. on board with that. So yeah, that that was um. That's what I always thought about this movie, but uh, that's how they pitched it too, apparently. Um, and uh, this is Richard Linklater's second film, but it's his uh, his his first studio film. Yeah. So what happened was he made <laughs> Slacker, and yeah. Slacker was a huge success, which we've already talked about. And then uh, the 
the company was like, um, or I can't remember who it was, Paramount or Universal or whatever. Uh, they're just, they're like, well, what do you got next? Because we want to, we want you to do something for us. And he's like, well, I'm thinking of this something like American Graffiti, but in the 70s. And they're like, awesome, come out and pitch it. And so they, he pitches it, and uh, apparently they were like, yep, sounds good, let's roll. And summer. Uh, in Texas, which is uh, Linklater's stomping ground. So the the cast is a bunch of actors who never really had done anything yet, never had big roles. Um, So this is like their first role. And then a bunch of actors who weren't actors at all, and they were just people they found on the street. So like Wiley Wiggins. You know Wiley Wiggins, Jared? Mitch Mitch Kramer? You mean um, kind of like... Uh, Joseph Gordon D. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. Levitt, yes. Similar hair, but uh, similar hair. Not not as much. But, but partic- particularly the third Rock from the Sun period. Yes. Yeah. So uh, like that guy, that kid. Apparently, they were just driving down the street in Texas, and they're like, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" And in the, in the way he told it, he was kind of like, uh, "Okay." He's like, I didn't really believe them, but then, but then they actually brought me over, and I was in a movie. Well, at, so, least, at least it wasn't Larry Clark. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, the the movie was a mix of um, some actors who were trying but never had big ones, and then uh, a bunch of honestly just a bunch of kids they found walking around the streets of Texas, uh, and they're like, want to be in a movie? And uh, they made like Wiley Wiggins like one of the leads, basically. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say this movie's more about Mitch Kramer than it is about Randall F- Floyd. Yeah, no, I would. In my uh, mind, me too. I think uh, I think Mitch is the most compelling character. Yeah, and like the kind of the I would say the yeah felt like the protagonist. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, so this was Linklater's first studio movie, and then they talk a lot about how it was like. Um, he had never done that before and it was basically fighting for his uh, his vision of what the movie was and trying to work with producers and stuff. And uh, he's like, well, it was pretty good. But he's like, but they push on some things and you push back. And he's like, it was a good learning experience for all of us on like trying to make what you want and then kind of not like compromising because he's like, it's still the movie we wanted to make. He's like, it's just it's there were things we had to change kind of thing, if that makes sense. Uh, so that was kind of how they set this up. They filmed it all over a summer. And uh, you want me to talk about the movie now, Jared? Yeah, you go right ahead. Yep. So this is a day in the life of uh, anywhere USA. It takes place in Texas, but a, it could a, be a, a twenty-four hour period. Twenty, yeah, twenty-four hour cycle uh, in uh, nineteen seventy-six Texas, and it is the last day of school, baby. So uh, there's a lot of buzz, and what you have is two. Two kind of uh, cast of characters. You have the grade 11s, uh, the juniors that are going into the summer. Cool. So in their grade 12. Yep. Uh, and then you have the second cast, which is the um, junior high kids that are now going to become the freshmen of the high school. So you have the ascending seniors of the high school and then the the new freshmen. And... Uh, the way this movie plays out is it's got probably one of the, the smoothest intros, Jarrett, where that music kind of just kind of picks up, but it's on that black screen and sweet emotions going mm-hmm. and the black just kind of hard cuts 
the black card cuts out and it's just that car pulling around in a parking lot. How, how does that song go, RJ? It's kind of like that. Okay. And, it's, and then sweet. It's kind of like that, Jerry. Okay. And then the car. And you're like, ooh, shit. What's this movie about? Uh, and so you start at the high school. And you get introduced to a lot of the high school kids, uh, and you see these uh, new, new to be seniors prepping. So you guys, you got your guys like Jason London, Randall Pink Floyd, and he's the guy who floats between uh, all the kind of groups. You got, kinda. Uh, yeah, he kind of he's more of a jock, but he yeah. wants to be a stoner kind of thing. Uh, but 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 sort of the jocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they do too. Like, and honestly, I mean, that is kind of like. Groups do kind of lead or like mesh a little bit. Like they are sep- Like when I was in there, there were separate groups that mostly hung out together. But then when you would do big stuff like last day of school, you all kind of like mm-hmm. weave together. Is what my experience was. And the guy then, who's kind. Of, what? And then what? And then what? Oh, I was gonna say you're introduced to all the high school kids or the high school characters or most of them. You're introduced to him. You're introduced to uh, Cole Hauser. Yeah, so that's um, <clears throat> that's Benny, I think. So Benny's the the kid making the paddle, and uh, you're just watching him. And um, he's making the paddle, and then you get introduced to a couple other characters. Like there's Dawson, the dude who wears the uh, overalls, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he he's the guy kind of going around trying to round everybody up because he's trying to round up the boys because they got to go to the junior high. Uh, before school's done and it's later explained to like they're football boys so they can do whatever they want kind of thing so they can walk around the school going here or there uh, and then you have a couple other like football guys like I think Tommy is the dude with the he's one of the other football boys right was his name Tommy or was it something else there is a Tommy I think Tommy's the dude with the, the afro uh, and then you have uh, O'Banion who's my boy Ben Affleck, and he is the main antagonist of the film. Uh, him and Parker Posey are apparently the male and female antagonists mm, of this film. Yes. Um, so uh, O'Banion, he's another uh, football guy. Uh, he's a super senior, is what we call him up here in Creepsville. I don't know uh, if other people know that. What that means is it's his second go at grade 12. Um <laughs> So you have him, and then you get introduced to some of the uh, some of the ladies. So Simone, Joey Adams, that's a uh, Pink uh, Pink Floyd's like kind of girlfriend. Uh, you have Michelle Mila Jovanich. She's just kind of she's another girlfriend. She's kind of there. Uh, Mar- Marissa uh, Rabisi. She's one of the nerd kids. Well, Mila Jovanich like, has Ad- got to be the third biggest star. Coming out of this, yeah, for sure, because it'd be sure. like, because it'd be obviously uh, the un- uh, the unget mentioned uh, Wooderson, yeah, and, th- and then Big Ben, and then and then her. Mila, yeah. yeah, yeah, and she, so she's like dating Pickford, who is the guy who's um going to be having the party that night. I didn't mention him because he's one of the stoners. Yeah, so Pickford, uh, Mila Jovanich, and then uh, Rory Cochran, who's Slater. Those are the three stoner people. Uh, and then you have the nerd people, Adam Goldberg, uh, Tony Rapp, and Marisa Ribisi. Uh, and I think that's about it for the high schoolers. Yeah. You also you also have um, all the coaches and stuff. So you, you yeah. meet a couple the, teachers. The adults. 
Yeah, the adults. So uh, the football coaches, they're kind of what you'd expect. They're just kind of like, uh, I don't know, hard-ass guys. Um, oh, you also have uh, Jody, who is um, uh, J- Jody Kramer. She's the older sister of Mitch Kramer, and that's a big plot point. Because yeah. so all the high school, all, all all the high school boys, yeah, all the high school boys are getting rounded up, and uh, one of the girls, Jody, she's like, hey. You know, my brother, Mitch, he's uh, coming up and she's like, take it easy on him. He's kind of little. And they're like, oh, we will. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll take it easy on him. So then the high school boys go over to the junior high. And uh, one, uh, our boy, Benny, he's got a truck. He's got a little PA system on there, like a little Mm -hmm. uh, like speakerphone. And he's like, uh, hey, listen up, you junior high bitches. I think he says something like that. Uh, and the junior high teachers are just laughing and they're like, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're laughing. They're like, you've been tor- tormenting us all year and now we can laugh because you're going to get brutally mangled for the rest of the summer. Wailed on by bigger people. By bigger people. Because ha- hazing, hazing initiation is, is A-OK in 1976. It was here too until about 2009 and then they started giving uh, like um, no. police charges. Well, it wasn't. It was. It, was, it, it wasn't, wasn't okay, okay long before but, then. <laughs> but they weren't really dishing out police charges that I heard about well, until like I, I mid two thousand. I, I feel like it had phased out in the nineties, and yeah. then uh, some hooligan types probably were. You know what? Some we bring that back, and then the police <laughs> had to be involved because fuck those yeah. people, RJ. Yeah, I, I know you were probably. Were you involved in that, Jared? I in was hazing? Not, no, I wasn't actually. I, oh, I, okay. I luckily, you avoided uh, it. I avoided it and uh, was not. Uh, I did not participate in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Okay, good. Good to know. People were wondering. Yeah. Uh, so I should mention the high school boys. What they want to do is they're doing hazing. So it's a sort of initiation. So the high school boys, the grade twelves, paddle the incoming high school boys, and when they go to the school, they're just like, "Okay, here's the deal. We have all summer. We'll get you eventually." If you come out right now, we'll just we'll take it easy on you. We'll just give you a couple. But if you run, whenever we do catch you, there's going to be a lot. And then, and then that's where they say, and Mitch Kramer, we're coming for you, pal. Said so you come out here. Uh, and then you have a chase scene. So then you're introduced to the junior high kids. You get Mitch, who is uh, Wiley Wiggins, who is, I think, the the main protagonist of the movie, which we already discussed. And then you have his buddies like um, Carl and... Uh, Hirschfielder and a couple other chowderheads. Um, so they're all trying to run away. Some of them escape. Some of them don't. Uh, you get a nice montage, Jared, of like cars peeling out. And just in the background, you see <laughs> see kids getting paddled. Uh, and you go, okay, cool. Um, so you have some of that. And then the girls, they start doing their hazing, which is more of a uh, like a psychological hazing where they uh, humiliate and torture the girls and dump shit on them like ketchup and mustard and flour and make them do embarrassing like humiliating stuff to each other oh yeah it's great I love it. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's uh the female hazing mm-hmm. so you get a mix of that and then um so what's gonna happen next is that guy is gonna have a party but uh his dad kind of finds out so he he stops it in a humorous scene humorous scene uh Cakes of beer getting delivered, and uh, it's a no go, my friend. Um, and then because so the, the parents were going to go away for the they weekend, were gonna go away. and then it's and like the beer gets delivered early, yeah. And, oh, heck, I'm not going anywhere, Buster. 
Buster Brown. Yeah. So that scraps that plan. So now they're kind of like, well, shit. They're like, we'll meet at the spot later and uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, but they also have another plan. They're like, we want that kid, Mitch Kramer. And we know he does baseball. So uh, the boys go to the baseball game to watch the junior high kids. The girls are just getting ready, uh, like to go out for that night. And uh, what happens is the girls invite one of the freshman girls out. They're like, you know, you were okay. You come out with us tonight. Get ready. We'll pick you up. Uh, and then the boys go to the baseball game and they get Mitch and uh, they give him a paddling, Jared, like a a Simpsons paddling if you know what I mean mm-hmm. in a traumatizing uh, scene uh, and then uh, Jason London like pink he's like you know what kid he's like that was kind of rough he's like I'll drive you home and then he's like he's like you can come out with us tonight and then that's what sets up the movie is that you have the two freshmen uh, one girl one boy gonna go hang out with the high schoolers for that night and kind of be a fly on the wall of what's going on so they pick up that kid and then all of our guys meet at the like the wreck the rec room where they play pool and pinball and stuff. Uh, and that Jarrett is where we get introduced to Wooderson, Matthew McConaughey, because he picks up pink and then they go pick up uh, Mitch Wiley Wiggins. And that's, uh, that's where we get some, some of the McConaughey lines. To start. And, what, and what does he say? Say, you got a joint, man. He says, nah, dude. He says, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> what else does he say? Uh, like at the rec room. Oh, just like, and it, when he's driving or arriving at the Emporium. Wherever, uh, wherever it is, I think they're going. I think it's the Emporium, right? I know I know his lines outside the front, uh, but he's talking about working for the city. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that. Which he, he, and, he sa- and he says things are all right. Yeah. He goes, all right. All right. And there's even a third all right in there, Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Did you mention Joey Lauren Adams? I did, yeah, Ch- Simone. Ch- Ch- chasing Amy. Yes, and uh, so, yeah, her, Jason London, uh, Ben Affleck, you know, they uh, they all got scooped up by that, uh, the big that Smith. Kevin Smith, the big Smith appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's, like, she's not in it a lot, actually, because she uh, she's, like, Pink's girlfriend, but they're kind of, like, she's, like, want to hang out later? And he's, like, ah, see you at the place. Let's not make any hard plans kind of thing. And you go, oh. All right. Pink's figuring out his stuff. Oh, I forgot to mention. Before they leave high school, the football coaches give Pink that thing that's just like, if you want to play for us, no drugs or alcohol. And uh, he, he doesn't like it, man. He's just like, he's like, I don't want to sign my life away, man. I'm going to play ball. It's going to be on my terms. Mm-hmm. That's how he says it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to the rec hall, and then they're all hanging out, and that's where you get some McConaughey lines. You know, uh, his opinions on high school girls, Jarrett, which uh, everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. I don't need to repeat it. I don't think, but uh, well, you should for the sake for the record. It is well, it is the Criterion Creeps yes podcast. Well, to quote Wooderson, you know what I like about high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, your name and uh, that's Wooderson to the. Played by Matthew McConaughey. Into the microphone, please. In the film Dazed and Confused. Okay. But uh, he also has, yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, that is much um, problematic nowadays. But I, I don't think I there's a line from a movie I've heard more, like, just random people say, like, in passing, like, at parties and stuff like that, than that line. I've heard that from... Yeah. 
a hundred different people. You hang out with a lot of cool people. I, I mean, it's not even people I hang out with. It's just people that are in the vicinity that I'm around. <laughs> like people just people just say that line. Um, Curious. But the one cool, the one good thing about McConaughey's character is uh, he's got. Uh, I like that scene where they enter the rec hall and the hur- and hurricane is playing. Oh yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. Yep. Uh, so they hang out there, and Mitch That's is a good hanging song. out. Hurricane, mm-hmm. yeah, Bob Dylan, baby, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, the music, all the music is good in this. I had this soundtrack when I was growing up. Both good soundtracks. Stuff. Yes. Yep. More. You mean you see it? You had Days and Confused and more of Days and Confused. Uh, I do. I, I think so. I think my brother had one and I had the other, and we we shared. Okay. Uh, so I had the Spawn soundtrack. Yeah. Damn right. That was. Yeah. Damn right. Uh, you, so they did, hang- did you have the Judgment Night soundtrack? Is the question. No, oh, unfortunately. Look at you failing all over the place. Oh, right. sorry. Even more Days and Confused, mm-hmm. which had such classics as Free Ride by the Edgar Winter Group, No yep. More Mr. Nice Guy by Alice Cooper, Living mm-hmm. in the USA by the Steve Miller Band, Never Been Any Reason by Head West, Why yep. Can't We Be Friends by Warham. Summer Breeze yep. by Seals and Crofts, Right Place, Wrong Time by Dr. John, Balinese by ZZ Top, Oh yeah, Lord Have Mercy on My Soul by the Black Oak, Black Oak Arkansas, mm-hmm. I Just Want to Make Love to You by Foghat, Show Me the Way by Peter Frampton, and Do You Feel Like We Do by Peter Frampton. That's a, <sighs> that's a double dip. A lot, lot of good Frampton. In this mm, one, okay. Frampton comes alive at night, baby. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a favorite track of uh, Dazed and Confused? Where it's like it's the one that you like when you're skipping through your your album, your CD. You'd go back to let it play a second time. That I would play a second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about it. You only yeah. get, you only get one shot at this. Let me let me think, okay? Because I I there is a there is an answer, and I know it. I just got to look up what the actual. All I know is that like uh, kind of toward the end of the movie, when Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner kicks in, I go, mm-hmm. "Hey, it's the song from the end of Happy Gilmore." Oh. <laughs> I so Tuesday's Gone would actually be like the one that sticks out the most, I think, because mm-hmm. because Happy Gilmore also, where I go, "Oh, nice!" <laughs> I was like, "It's in both of these." Um, I'd say it's kind of a toss up between love hurts. Oh, love that. I, yeah, I think that's like one of the, the greatest pop songs <sighs> ever written, RJ. All, all, I, I all, all versions, all versions, even when Rob Zombie does it. Oh, well, maybe, well, maybe uses, not quite. Well, he uses it in music. When he uses in, in Halloween he too. Yes. Well, he doesn't sample it. Someone else sings it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I I think I got to go with Love Hurts. <laughs> nice. That, that's going to be my pick. But Tuesday Tuesday's Gone is is very nice and uh but it is Happy Gilmore song, I think, more than anything. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, great soundtrack. I, I listen to it a lot. Uh like I said, the VHS of this in my house got played frequently. Do you have it in Gold Dust right now? Uh it could be in Gold Dust. That VHS, man. It's not going anywhere. But CD. <laughs> The CD? Oh, no, I don't have the CD in Gold Dust. The VHS could be in there. Okay. The VHS could be. But, um, yeah, it's good stuff. Good songs. Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so they're all hanging out. 
Um, and then uh, McConaughey gets a second second party set up, and uh, the junior high boys are at a dance, and then they do get they paddle one of them, they find them, and uh, Ben Affleck's got a vendetta because uh, when he tried to get one of those boys earlier, the mom pulled a shotgun on him humorous scene uh and then the junior high boys are like let's get that guy he sucks so uh they uh, they put an elaborate ruse up um and they trick ben affleck and uh they get back at him in a comical way Jared. i don't want to spoil it for anyone but they uh it's comical mm-hmm. some would say uh and then um they're going to the party out in the fields which is something i did in high school quite a bit because in high school you got nowhere else to go so you find like a gravel pit or uh you know a field somewhere <laughs> on the north side quarry yeah we, we the, would go to the gravel pit a lot or the the ruins the ruins never the we didn't go to the ruins but uh we 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 frequented a lot of gravel pits what about the cemetery yeah we did actually once or twice yeah because uh people didn't drive by mm. on the north side one right so we'd go hang out in our cars there uh so you go there and they're all hanging out and they all have fun and you see some stuff like uh nikki cat is there and he beats up a dude well nikki cat v adam goldberg v adam goldberg. which uh it's like sometimes you might later on be like wait is that adam goldberg or is that nikki cat in a movie it's hard to tell for, 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 to for tell. a second and then you realize no they're completely different people yep but sometimes sometimes you, you can't tell yeah uh so you get the you get some high school hostility. You get some high school flirting. Things are happening. People are having fun. Romance is starting. Uh, and then uh, some people go home and some people can't leave. And then uh, our main man, Pink, McConaughey, and a few others go to the football field to have some beers and smoke a, do- smoke a doob on the 50-yard line. And uh, their plan is they're staying up because in the morning they're just going to drive to go get some Aerosmith tickets, Jared. Uh, the cops come, they find him, coach comes and says, he says, I'm awful disappointed in you boys. And uh, Pink goes, you know, I might play ball, but I'll never sign that thing, that contract. Or I'll never sign that. Uh, and then uh, Tuesday's gone. Uh, they go on the road to get Aerosmith tickets. And then uh, our boy Wiley Wiggins, he met a nice girl. He had the night of his life, Jarrett. He was with the high school kids. He felt cool. He felt powerful. He goes home and his mom says, that was your one free pass, buddy. One free pass. And uh, he goes to bed when the sun rises, and it's about 24 hours after. And uh, that is, uh, that's it, man. It's dazed and confused. Right? That That's it? Well, I mean, that's the overall story. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. Um, so... I I said before, but I've seen this movie many many times. I I love Dazed and Confused. I know some oh, of it I is because you, uh, you hate hate watched it. You thought I hate watched it? <laughs> That's what I assumed this whole uh, time. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, I um I love this movie, man. I know some of it's a little problematic in uh, today's day and age, uh, but uh, this is a movie that um I watched so much when I was younger, like. I, I, I could have annoyed Andrea this whole time and like I know all the words to this thing. I could just I can just say them as they're happening. I couldn't do it now, but like when I get the cues of what like the where the characters are, it just comes back to me and I remember all the words. Um I love all the characters 
I like the high school experience. Like I know people really try to glamorize the high school experience, which I, I don't think is the, I don't, love that idea but i know why people do it and it's because it's a universal experience where it's like most people have gone through high school but then after that uh, people's lives change and there's a lot of similar like things that people do but like everyone has or most people except for the the few people who like drop out but they were there for a while most people have had the high school experience so it's i i think that's the reason it gets like um it gets used so much because I think it's a universal thing where it's like people doesn't matter which group you were in. You can relate to this in some somehow, whether you're the nerds, the jocks or the stoners or something like you'll you'll fit yourself in somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I forced a lot of my friends to watch this movie because I liked it so much. And uh, my brother forced me to watch this movie because he liked it. And that's kind of where it started. Um, but I, I also I I. I love the characters. I love the dialogue in this too. Like some of the, I think some of the stuff in here is like, I don't know what it is. It seems very natural. And then when I was watching that, like making of documentary, uh, the actors are saying that like Richard Linklater, like would read lines with them and he'd be like, well, what do you guys think? And they'd be like, this is my first acting job, man. Like, I have no idea. Like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I want it to sound like you. He's like, he's like, is this something you would say? So I think it, I think this movie feels very natural in that sense where Richard Linklater was kind of like, he's like, you say whatever you want, man. He's like, these are the lines we want you to say. But like, if you feel like you, there's something you should say, or you can say it differently, like go for it. Which I, uh, I think is very cool. Um, cause Linklater is just like that kind of guy. Uh, but there's lines in this movie that I think are super funny. Um, like I really like Adam Goldberg's line where he's talking about like not wanting to be a lawyer and they're like, well, what do you want to do, man? And he's like, I want to dance. And, and it's just like, he says it like real powerful. He's like, I want to dance. Uh, I, I think that's, I, I don't know why. I think that's my favorite line in this movie. <laughs> um, that or, uh, the one you sent me is like, you cool. Or, you know, talk about waste and beers and uh, McConaughey. One line I do like of his a lot that I think isn't problematic is when he pulls up to the nerd car and uh, uh, he's talking to the uh, like beast. He's like, uh, he's like, you need a ride. And she's in the driver's seat of a car already. He's like, you need a ride out there. And she's like, uh, I'm good, man. He's like, well, that's all right. He's like, he's like, these guys you with aren't very good. He's like, that's your decision, man. We talk about that later, but it'd be cooler if you came out with us. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but the way he says it is, uh, it's funny. I, I, I just like that. He asks her if she wants a ride, um, as she's driving a car already. Um, well, she might want to ride. She might want to ride. So she doesn't have to drive anymore. I just, yeah, I, there, I just, well, there's a lot of, uh, drunk driving. Um, oh yes on display <laughs> they're drinking beers at like 10 in the morning in the back of that truck like when they drive, drive yeah. to the junior high but it's mentioned they're the football players they can do whatever they feel like but i mean well, it's all texas. of them just drunk, well, drunk drive it's, it's texas it's texas uh, i think one of my favorite uh my just i one of my favorite scenes in this movie just in general is uh when it's like near the end of the the night and uh there's the guys that have like their lawn chairs in the in like the beds of their truck, and uh, Benny, the redheaded guy, he like goes to stand up, and he like gets kind of shaky, and he just sits back down, and he just he's no, he just sits back down. I, I I really like that. I don't know why. I think I relate to that or something. Like I've had that experience a few times where it's like you stand up, you think you're you're okay, and then you go, you know what? 
I'm just going to remove myself from this situation here. I'm going to sit back down. Yeah, there's, I like no, it. there's a lack of vomiting in this film. Well, we don't see the vomiting, yeah. but I'm sure there is some vomiting at play. Somewhere, somehow, I'm sure there was vomiting. But uh, between the panels, between the panels, off off panel, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I I think Dazed and Confused is awesome. This is one of my favorite movies. Like, and I know that's probably like cliche or something like that. But uh, I think this movie is actually just like it's incredibly well done. I think it seems it feels very natural. And it's so. Uh, I think there's a reason it um, it has lasted as long as it has, kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. It's good. It's good stuff. I like it. Uh, and then the t- one of the other taglines, not the uh, see with a bud, but the poster on IMDb, which is it's like the blue clouds with all the guys on it, which is what the VHS looked like. Yeah. Says it was the last day of school in 1976, a time they'd never forget, if only they could remember. Far out, man. Far out, man. And see, that's the thing too. Like the stoner stuff. Like I, I was, I wasn't like that guy. So like, I never really related to that. But I, I just liked, I liked that they all hung out together. You know, I thought that was neat. I thought that was a neat thing that they did. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a cool show. I like it a lot. I don't know if you will be a huge fan of it or not, but uh, I think it's a good movie. So I'm, I'm interested to hear j-dog what you think years later on whether you think that this is a movie that is effective or not <clears throat> do you hear do you hear it rj what do you hear it in the distance it's coming closer though it, that's the rain it's, it's the rain coming to rain, fall on your parade ah uh, you're not a fan <laughs> okay so I, I that's fine okay, you can okay, have your okay opinions, allow, allow me to continue mm-hmm. so uh so yeah this is a movie that i've seen a handful of times. Yeah. Uh, the first time I watched it, kind of in the the throes of Richard Link later fandom. Uh, so I guess I would have probably watched. I've never seen tape, uh, but I've seen mm-hmm. Waking Life, uh, which I would have rented on DVD, and I, I've never actually seen the Newton Boys either. So I've kind of like avoided a lot of the stuff, but. I do, on the other hand, I love the before movies, before mm-hmm. sunrise, mm-hmm. before sunset, before midnight, I believe. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Those movies, I think, are like fantastic, amazing. It's been a while since I've watched them. I Sometimes I'm always afraid to revisit this stuff because I'm like, maybe it won't work the next time I watch it. Um, Slacker is sort of like this you know, working out the kinks and like kind of an experimental film. Uh, and then Days and Confused is just like this big movie that mm-hmm. I just totally had avoided when it came out. And it just didn't seem like a movie that related to my experience growing up mm-hmm. or anything that I cared about in high school. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, I think you were, as you were saying, I'm not a fan of high school like yes. the, the way it gets mythologized and for some people mm-hmm. it becomes the the entire cornerstone of their personality where mm-hmm. th- years later years pass and they go oh man those are the best years of our lives and yep. this movie really typifies that in yep. 
uh, a way that I've never been crazy about. So I will say, though, the first time I watched it, I really did like the movie. I thought, oh, that was mm-hmm. really good. And then when I watched it the second time, like I said, seven years ago or so, I found it really depressing. I, I So I saw your review of that, and you can say it, but I, I actually I think I have some insight for you okay. on that. So well, let me pull it up here because uh, I, I want to get it exactly right. For, for the record, you know, mm-hmm. very important to me. I wrote, I've always found this movie really depressing. I guess I must have thought about it earlier than that. So I, that mm-hmm. was from date. twenty fifth, Actually, April 2015, so seven years ago. Oh, I've always found this movie really depressing because the characters only have an Aerosmith concert to look forward to. Then it is all downhill from there. So <laughs> just to jump in for a second, in... In the making of, Richard Linklater says that's intentional, mm. and he said he said he's like a lot of people, like like kind of what you said like 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 they like pra- praise this stuff, and he's like but he's like but I didn't really want to show that he's like he's like I wanted to kind of show it's like yeah a lot of people like idolize high school, but after that like it's there's not much there and he's like and that's kind of the goal of the aerosmith thing is like they're going after the aerosmith tickets he's like but after that they have nothing and he's like and that was the intent he's like he's like this is supposed to be a sad movie (laughs) he's like high school is not shouldn't be the peak for people so like what you're kind of saying like that's the intent of this movie Mm -hmm. i think from what Richard Linklater has said. Did you have now? Were you a fan at all of Detroit Rock City, which is like another, uh, I, which, I is an, like which is which is another City. piece of the seventies, yeah. but by way of the nineteen nineties comedies about people. But this one's actually about going to the concert, like yeah. the Kiss concert. I I do like that movie. I also own that on VHS, but uh, I mean, I think Days and Confuse is better. But I yeah, I like Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Okay. Last I watched it, but that was like so probably ten years ago. That's a movie I really don't like okay. much at all. Even though it's got one of my boys, uh, Giuseppe Andrews, Giuseppe, who, yeah, who, who's, yeah, who's gone on to make some great, great films of his own. But mm-hmm. uh, was it Sam Huntington, or there's like the one, um, like the Just very, the, the like very stonery guy in the movie, the mm-hmm. long, with the long hair and the toque. But uh, maybe he's the one that doesn't have. He's not blue. Yeah, <laughs> so he's not going to pop up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I. I can't. I don't remember who these people are. Anyways, so that's a movie that I was just like, nah, I'm not really into this. And the whole stoner thing is again mm-hmm. not my thing. And it really comes down to like, I even pull up the poster, the original iconic. Yeah, cover be it the poster at the video store, the DVD, the VHS tape with the like kind of purple and green clouds, and like the fonts terrible, mm-hmm. and it's got that fucking yeah. that smiley face that like oh I I hate it, and <laughs> these characters like I don't know it it doesn't actually it looks off even looking at it right now because there's a. Uh, yeah, Pothead Kid, Mila Jovovich, and then uh, there's Pink and Overalls. And they're just yes. like, oh, man, high school, am I right? <laughs> I mean, high school is pretty crazy, Jerry. Have you ever seen Varsity Blues? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's another one of my favorites. It's pretty crazy. Um, 
but there, this that was a very uh, commercially successful poster because a lot of um, other movies at that same time were like going for that look. Look at uh, mm-hmm. D- Dance Me Outside uh, has like the exact same image. Smoke yeah. signals. You have your characters, your principles. You're trying to p- appeal to young people, and this is like kind of like comedy slash drama. But this is more on the comedy side, which for a comedy, RJ, I didn't. I don't really laugh much at all watching this. No, no, that's too bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this watching it a third time again. I don't mind watching this movie. It's really easy to watch, but mm-hmm. it's just not one of those movies that. I mean, I'll probably unless I'm going to do a rewatch of Richard Linklater movies, I wouldn't watch this ever probably again. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, not because it's like a bad movie or anything like that. It's just kind of like, it's just not, not for you. It's not for me. Um, yep. That's, but I've got, I've got some notes for you. I got some things I've got to okay. get out there. Uh, did you notice the product? One of the production companies for this film is Alphaville films. Uh, I did not. No. Is that a, uh, Alphaville, the French film. That, <laughs> well, that you, one? You know what another Alphaville film is? No. Tombstone. Ooh. And most importantly, RJ, The Mummy. Oh, both great films. Great, great films. And Sam Mal- Sanchez loves those. Mall Rats. Oh, yes. I mean, that makes sense. But uh, now, earlier you had mentioned something about Jason. London? London. Um, he's not in any Kevin Smith film. Is it? So who is in Mallrats? Is it Jeremy, Jeremy London? Jeremy London. Are they twins? <laughs> they could be. I think they, they... Jason London, Jeremy London, I think they have to be twins. His twin brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I always get them confused. Uh, but so they so are, did their mom. Yeah. They are, yeah, but they're twins, so... Man, you know, Al- Alphaville films, Rat Race, oh, wicked movie. Uh, so most good. most recently, apparently, Alphaville films is still kicking around. Is like a production Ooh. company, Pet Cemetery from 2019. Oh no, John Carpenter's Village of the Dand. I'm just pulling out some highlights. Oh, Michael, directed by Nora Ephron, by John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh, baby, that's po- good. That's good stuff. Pootie Tang. You know about mm-hmm. Booty Tang? I do, I do. Yeah. I've heard the rumors. There you, there you go. So, um, yeah, Alphaville. I saw that one. Hey, Criterion Connection. And just so it's clear, I didn't get RJ to do the uh, the introduction to the film because he's such a fan of the movie, which I did know. But mm-hmm. I did it because this kind of completes now the trilogy of appearances of Ben Affleck in the Criterion Collection, uh, going back as far as Armageddon and Chasing Amy, uh, and now mm-hmm. here with Dazed and Confused. Completes the trilogy so far. So far. So far, we should say. So far. Yeah. yeah. One, one, one day, uh, BVS. Oh, <laughs> That Rage Edition, you know what Spine 2000 is going to be? <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that's going to be the Rage Edition. Uh, uh, note here, uh, RJ, Aerosmith or Miles Davis? Miles Davis. Okay. Good I, I'm not a, <laughs> I am not a big Aerosmith guy. For, um, so someone, someone that's close to me, like, uh, like a year or two ago. So, someone close to you. I don't want to out them. But uh, they were like, um, they're like, oh yeah, my favorite band's Aerosmith. And I looked at them, I was like, 
what? I was like, I've known you for a very long time. I have never heard you listen to Aerosmith in your entire life. What do you mean your favorite band is Aerosmith? And they're like, I just like Aerosmith. They're my favorite band. I was like, that doesn't check. That yeah. that doesn't check out. And like, I don't mind Aerosmith, but I've never been a big Aerosmith guy. Like, there are way more bands at that era that are a lot better than Aerosmith, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just it threw me for a big loop. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean your favorite band is Aerosmith? I was like, that doesn't check out. It's bizarre. Very bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> Very bizarre. Um, so what is, so yeah, obviously there is something about the 1990s fascination with the 1970s. I mean, I know you were like, but a, but a child during that period of time, but this was a (laughs) real thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a total embrace. Uh, I mean, in middle school and high school, everybody was like pseudo hippies. I think. I think it's no different than what's happening now. People are obsessed with the nineties, right? Well, Hey, the 19, the Woody Allen thing. the Woody Allen thing. I was going to, you know, that movie midnight in Paris. Oh, I'm aware, but that's like decades. That's like, you know, 1920s to the two thousands. But what I was thinking though, was in the eighties though, it was the 1950s. And I think the 1950s actually like has become, has obviously been fetishized by a lot of, uh, it's, it's very political, uh, but it is interesting. The nineties were really, uh, fascinated with the seventies and now we've got, now it's looking back to the 90s, uh, be it in a, a TV show like Yellow Jackets or uh, yes. mid-90s most recently. And yeah. It, or, or anything. Anything. Everything is. Yeah. Everything's 90s now. Everything's 90s. Yeah. But but they still want the 80s too. They want that too. Yeah. Hey, you know what's one thing I forgot to mention? So a guy I work with today, uh, I think I've mentioned before, regrettably, he knows I do this podcast, which I try not to tell people. But he's like, what's the movie tonight? I was like, Dazed and Confused. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm coming on. And I was like, I was like, ah, I was like, you don't want to. (laughs) No. But he's like, I love that movie. He's like, uh, and he brought something up that I also I've always noticed. And I actually ruined this movie for Andrea. Uh, She watched it with me on Sunday. But I was like, I was like, you know, it's a drinking game we used to do when I was in a like college uh, was um, have you noticed, you know, Mitch Kramer, Wiley Wiggins. Have you noticed that he does this gesture a lot? He touches the, uh, like the bridge of his nose. Okay. If you, once you notice this, you can't unsee it. And he does it in every scene that he's in. So if you like, I'm not, I'm not yeah, a drinking. I, game I mean, is, is, guy, is, is this, like, this is kind of the risk of grabbing boys off the street and putting them yes. in your movie. He's not a, he's not an actor, but like, if you, if you, if you never noticed before, but you know, now when you go watch this movie, I gar- I swear to God, he does this. He touches the bridge of his nose in every single scene he's in sometimes two or three times in the scene. So I think it's like, I can't remember the count. It's something like 45 times or something that he, he touches the bridge of his nose. Okay. It's wild. So have you seen Waking Life? No. Okay. So he's the main character in yeah. that. Uh, and he's yeah, he's, he's like no the, longer an actor. He's the wanderer. I wonder if he's still yeah. touching the bridge of his nose. But uh, another movie yeah. that he's in that I think is actually uh, worth people's time to check out is Computer Chess. From, Ooh, uh, that sounds cool. From 2013. Mm. It's a very, it's very lo-fi movie. It's nineteen. Sorry, and again, this is a fascination with the eighties in twenty eighteen. 
or 2013, a 1980 yeah. set story centered around a man versus machine chess tournament. Mm, war games. War games. Essentially. Yeah, yeah that dude, uh, he's like a coder or something now. That's... Like he's not He's not an actor or anything. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. His his thing in, uh, in that documentary was really sad because <laughs> it was like the old version of him. But he was like, like when he was younger, he's like, this is so much. He's like, I'm having a lot of fun. He's like, this is a great summer. And then when he's older, he's like, yeah, I didn't really even want to be an actor. I just got picked off the street. And he's like, and then Nikki Cat convinced me to move to L.A. And it was one of the worst decisions I've ever had. And he was like, I was living in this bad apartment. I couldn't get roles. Nothing ever worked. And he's like, and then I ended up, he said something like he ended up like doing the title credits for like porn or something. It was like his job for a while. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, class, man, that's classic a cat classic nicky cat hey Jarrett, did you know that the word man is said 203 times in this movie i believe it man man did you also know that the beer drunk by most of the cast excluding minors was real beer oh jason london refused to drink on set wow apparently damn damn uh, so, so some classic Linklater is, oh, yeah. this is like, cause you, this is, it's dialed down in this compared to slacker, but you get like the, you know, the Abe Lincoln sex dream, yep. you get the, the pop culture contemplation about Gilligan's Island. It's that's again, some nineties right there. Very nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. my next note though here is, ah, hazing. So yes. yeah. <laughs> This like entire process is something that I remember as a uh, elementary kid or junior high. I can't remember where exactly, but my dad would talk about initiation yes. a lot, and he was like talking about it, like, "Oh, it's going to happen," and mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, you just don't just like you might as well just get it over with because they'll just get you worse." Like, and he would talk mm-hmm. about this because he apparently was living the days and confused life. Yeah. But by the time that, like, I was going through this period of time when it would be happening, it was done. It, it wasn't a thing. I'll say it may have been done when you went through for a short period. But when I... What's that? I said it It may have been done when you went through. It, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It I was, was done. Say what... It was done. Like, it was, like, not a thing anymore. So it, it, it was done when you went through. No. But only a couple years later... Wait, you're you're saying it was done, right? It was finished. Like it wasn't done anymore. Like it was a practice yeah. that had passed. Yeah. So what I'm saying yeah. is it may have been done when you went okay. through. Okay. <laughs> but when I went through it, it was back. I see. It was a thing again. So a couple years later it came back is what I'm trying is okay. what I'm saying. I see. Well the confusion yeah. was done. It was yes. being it was being done when you were going to school. Yeah. I kept like, no, no, it wasn't being done then. It was yeah. Finished. I meant done is finished. Yeah. yeah so yeah. It, it, what I'm saying is, it came back. It came back. It came back until and then, and then yeah, cool. That's, and then the police got him. Yeah. Because so. they they want to be like, oh, we're leave like, you know, that's what we need more of. I mean, those those dudes exist though, and they they go and and I do, and I imagine ways. that there's probably people. I mean, because this is like so around. God, right around this period of time, so like, so Todd Phillips, director of uh, Joker, yep. he made a documentary about hazing uh, oh, yeah. in, in, in colleges. 
um, that was uh, controversial because I think it was for HBO. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, so obviously it was escalating in some places, but maybe not in uh, grade school. Mm. Oh yeah, maybe not there, but uh... yeah, Frat House is the name of the documentary from 1998. Oh. Well, the frat houses were really bad because they were doing like, um, I know this is going to not to equate like equate atrocities, but like what frat houses were doing made paddling look like yeah. tame because they were doing really well, well, bad. Well, it's stuff. like it's it's sexual assault. It's yeah. Yeah. They were just like, raping yeah. dudes. Yeah. Which was pretty much very pretty bad. Much. It's like, oh, what? I'm just inserting this into a man's rectum. It's like. Uh, like, cool. under coercion, you say? Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, that one was bad. That was getting out of hand, and it still happens. It, it pops its head up here and there, once in a while. Yeah, and then you're yep. like, "What? What's up with this? What's what's with uh, cruelty, RJ? Why why are people know. horrible? So people anyway, love violence. Th- and this is like, so there's like that whole scene where, uh, yeah, the the boys, the uh, who the the new seniors who are like who pop who might arguably at least um o'bannon the the ben yep. affleck character he's been waiting for this mm-hmm. and because he's again he's like he's already got to do this once before yep. and now he's excited because he's having to repeat the 12th grade yes and he has to paddle people still yes well and that and that's what that's what he's saying like um mink later was saying that like he's the main antagonist but uh it's it's a self or not a self aware, but it's like the movie itself is aware of that, and because they all make fun of O'Banion, they're like, "Well, he's fucking repeating oh, grade yeah. twelve. so it's like, yeah. Anyways, anyways, yeah. Um, and then there's a, I can't remember where it happens or what the line is. I believe it's one of the, I think it's the coach actually, or one of the assistant coaches talking about you boys chasing muff. Oh yes, and, I, and, and I got he, a good and, screen. And, oh, you got good. You got a good, good, good. Good. I'm glad you're on that. Yeah, I'm uh, on it. And then, yeah, then at this point, we get introduced to Ben Affleck, Thug. Yes, yeah, Thug, Jason Muff, Thugs. No, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff like uh, that. And then and we get he, Ben Affleck's first line is, "You get boys want to bust ass," <laughs> which there is good go. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, we get the junior high teacher who's like laughing about the threats of initiation, the hazing. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, they're going to get beat up because that's yeah. hilarious." I thought so, that was funny. Yeah, and then but oh, but then you find out he's a, he's also a vet, and yes. he talks about it's like it's like when you're uh, when you're being because I think the the kids are like asking him to like help him or help them, and they want to get let out early. Yeah, to give him advantages. He's like, "Well, you know." Uh, I had a sergeant that told us uh, that, you know, 50 of you are going into the jungle and only 25 of you are coming out. And then he just kind of like turns around and goes back to his desk and you go, thanks, adult. Thanks. <laughs> what happened? Different time, Jerry. Well, well, once people leave the classroom, my responsibility ends and they get, oh, yeah. and the children can abuse each other. <laughs> so I'll sit here and read the newspaper. <laughs> you wash your hands of it. Yeah, you yeah. wash your hands of it. Um, oh yeah, I made some uh, note here too about uh, oh look at these radical teachers back in the seventies because there's like one of the uh, high school teachers is like finishing up their talk yeah. talking and making some political statements mm-hmm. about the man sending people off to die and yep. they don't care about you. And you're like man, oh man, it's just uh, 
I mean, those people existed in it's, the it's, 70s. Exactly. They've yeah. Yeah, t- t- teachers say lots of teachers say lots of stuff and uh, there's no one like to police it cuz the students for the most part kind of go I don't know. Adults are kind of like they get to say stuff and they say things. Once in a while they get called out on it and then it really backfires quick on them. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I went through school and there was teachers. You were just like, I don't think in hindsight, you go, I don't think teachers were ever allowed to do that or say that or <laughs> get away with the things that they did. But that's not for the, us. Yeah. You know, nowadays, I mean, with smartphones. <laughs> Oh, but they still, but they still, different time, they still say shit. I'm sure. Who teachers? No, probably, probably, probably not two kids too much. Those no. guys get fired. No, I think they're always in the news. Yeah, always in the news, showing them there. movies. Was it that one a teacher in the U.S. who was showing them? Uh, was it like VHS two? <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know. They, I think they're facing criminal charges. What? Why? Because uh, it's like degenerate cinema or something like that oh my god i gotta find this here vhs see the problem is you type in vhs us teacher it's very general yeah the only movie that's supposed to be shown in schools is osmosis jones we talked about this like last week osmosis jones it's the only movie you show the only one okay Mm -hmm. the only one the only one but Oh, yeah. Tell me what else you think. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find that news story. Maybe, I can't remember if it was VHS or some other... Something just like... It was like a horror anthology. Yeah. Yeah. I might, it might have even been on Netflix. Could have been. Because it's like, oh, I wanted to show you this bit for the Spanish. And then, then oh. there was other things in the film. But you're like, yeah. it's on Netflix. And, then, yeah, I, and, it I, wasn't, and it wasn't like elementary school. It was like... I think it was high school. Uh, America. You know what I'm saying? I know. So we got, then we also get the, the girls hazing, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, more about just like, it's all about humiliation. Yep. And, uh, but this one, this one's kind of a little bit more, there's not the physical abuse. No, and, it's yeah. just humiliation. Yeah. But I guess it's like a group activity. So like everyone's yep. getting it equally, but it's still garbage. Yes. No. And, well, part, no and, then, you have, and then you have Parker Posey, who's again, like the, the, the other villain. <laughs> Uh, of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seems to really relish in cr- the cruelty. Yes. And they were saying that like uh, a lot of that was kind of her, like uh, her spin on it or like the lines were, she didn't improv a lot, but they were just kind of like, no, she like, they're like, we, they're like, we didn't expect her to go that hard. And they're like, and she did. And maybe, it worked. Maybe she was one of those people or she was yeah. imagining the worst person she's ever met. I think she said that she was bullied in high school, and that's what the bullies did to her or something. Mm-hmm. It was one of those situations. Eh, that sounds about right. Yeah. So she's like, I know what it's like because she's like, this is what happened to me. Something like that. But yeah, so like the hazing initiation stuff takes up a good chunk of the first half of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah, then you get the, the hunting where they're hunting mm-hmm. hunting uh, junior high boys with oh, yeah. wood paddles to like beat them. And I'm not exactly sure what the end goal was. It's like so there's some very reckless driving without seat belts on. Oh, Jarrett. People are bouncing up and down. Seat belts? Come on. Seat belts. I know. It was the 70s. It's a different time. <laughs> well, they didn't wear seat belts mention, back then. I'll mention, I'll mention that to Ralph Nader. What happened to Nader? He's the one who brought made it so seatbelts became the law. 
Well, he was a square. He was if a, I ever saw well, one. He was a square, but you know what? Mm-hmm. He's probably saved your life and you don't even realize it. Well, maybe. Potentially. I'm still not voting for him, though. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, then we get a montage. Ooh. Oh, yeah, there's a couple montages. Yeah, there's a big montage, though. It's like when everyone's getting ready. It's before it's the a ba- good one. It's before the baseball game. Yep. And then there's the baseball game. And yep. this is where I make the note, that's a paddling. That's a paddling. I uh, I like the, I love the commentary there. Say it's hazing because they're just, you know, heckling that kid. Oh, they're, oh yeah, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to beat you after this." And then there's an entire like <laughs> feel like arena and of all these of a... witnesses and all these people well, and you're just like, "Huh." And I guess, well, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to go down. But then like and then it does go down and my note is Pretty, pretty vile. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, I'm like, man, because it does play out like a rape scene in a parking lot. Um, But it's like, oh, they're just beating his ass with a paddle. (laughs) And he's like sobbing. And you're like, oh, yeah, just left alone to his own devices. His friends took off his junior high friends who have a car, apparently. Mm -hmm. Well, they asked him to stay so that they could get away. They're like, they're going to get you anyways. But hey, it's the same thing your dad said. He's like, it's gonna come for you. So all those all those adults in the field, they're like, hey, it's just we can't stop it. It's well, you know, it's, it's Texas, you know. It's Texas. It's, it's, gonna everywhere. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So apparently, Mitch couldn't play baseball, so they had a, he couldn't even throw a baseball, so they had to get a stunt double in to throw the baseball for when he was pit- doing those <sighs> pitching scenes. Hollywood magic. Yeah. Just so you know. Just so you know. And then of course, I do have your your favorite line in the movie rj um with adam goldberg talking about uh he's about being honest about being a misanthrope oh yeah and then he says what do you want to do then and he goes i want to dance there you go i just i love how he brings his hands down oh it's the best it's good yeah that's it's cinema (laughs) i love that scene because he's he's true to himself. He's he's writing his own narrative, Jared. Do you have any favorite Adam Goldberg performances outside of this film? Uh, I'd have to look. Um, he's a, he's around. I mean, Adam Goldberg's in lots. He's lots in of Zodiac, lot. Saving Private Ryan. He's good in Saving Private Ryan, actually. Um, who could forget him in Nancy Drew? The Jim Gaffigan show. Oh yeah. Who could forget him in Babe, Pig in the City? Homeward Bound 2? That movie's sad as fuck. Who could forget him in The Hebrew Hammer? Remember Mm -hmm. The Hebrew Hammer? I I do. I do remember The Hebrew Hammer. I've seen it. What about The Hebrew Hammer versus Hitler? Have you seen that one? Uh, No. (laughs) It's uh, it's a title on Letterboxd, so apparently, apparently it's a real thing. Damn. Giancarlo Esposito? Dave Foley? What? Richard Kind? What? (laughs) I don't know. What? 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 All right. Uh, And then we get another paddling. uh, The one that's like... The the other... The boys who abandoned him, he gets beaten down (laughs) by by Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, another car shows up. They have a bunch of beers in the trunk. And yeah, Mm -hmm. at this point... the, oh, the, par- the party's been canceled. Yep. And then again, and then oh yeah, at some point we we got uh, was it Wooderson? Is that the McConaughey? Yeah. Yeah, McConaughey's Wooderson. Yeah. So he is showing up, and of course, yes, we get 
the line, the yep. one that everybody just everyone loves. Do it. Oh, I'm good. You just reset it for the record. It's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. And everyone will know. Do the all right, all right, all right one. No. I, I hate it. I didn't say it. I hate it. It's 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 fine. It's 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 cornball at this point. What about L I V I N? Living. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get the Emporium scene, and uh, which like again, that's like the next segment where everyone's kind of coming together because they're like, this is the pre-party party because they're trying to like uh, a regrouping mm-hmm. um, at the pool hall. Uh, did you have an Emporium growing up, RJ? So, uh, what was that one? It was. Like past our, our high schools, do you remember? It was like Rainbow Wreck. Was that still open when you were? No, it was. Yeah. Uh, it it was... was open for like a year, like when I was coming up, but uh, I never went. But that was the one Rainbow Wreck. Kind of, yeah. It was. I mean that it, it was. It was dingy. I played a lot oh, yeah. of. I played a lot of arcade at the Emporium, but I don't know if there was a lot of. It was like. I don't know. Adults were there at I mean, Rainbow Wreck. Yeah, I think. Oh, like, yeah. I'm thinking more like bowling alleys. I guess would be the equivalent. But I, I don't know. I never. Yeah. I never went to those either. I went to a comic book store and played yes. cards. That's what I was doing, having a good You're time. A eating Domino's pizza. Yeah. Why drinking, is that drinking Dr Pepper? Ooh, Dr Pepper's good. Uh, playing D and D, RJ. Ooh, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, as I mentioned, we we didn't have a spot. We just went to like gravel pits to hang out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> through uh, bowling so... balls through the back of windows, smashing mailboxes. It's a federal offense to tamper with someone's mail. Yeah, you know it's also a federal offense trying to shoot and kill children. Not in his eyes. Not in Texas. But paid for his beer, man. I paid for his beer, man. Mm-hmm. And then that's good stuff. It's good stuff. No. Yeah, the the bluff and the gas station guy. That guy's not very mm-hmm. good at his job. Well, I, I I mean I, I like the build up to that where he's he's like he's like you get where Wiley Will, Wiggins is scared and the guy's like he's like I'm just fucking with him he's like we're gonna pay for the beer but then he's like Ugh. it's good it's good it's a good boy prank because it's uh, wholesome because you pretend like you steal it but you didn't you actually paid for it mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's right uh, yeah and then we get the paint that gets dumped on our our boy Big Ben yeah. Big yep. Ben. Yeah, just some white paint. Yeah, his rage out very because he's a very angry man. He, we had a word for that. Started with an S. Oh. And then the next letter was a P. And then an A and a Z. Hmm. Curious. Don't know. So it's a, don't know what that translates to. No, uh, neither do I. But so yeah, then you, everyone convenes to the the. I don't know the out, outdoor party. Mm, yep. Yeah, to the gravel pits. To, they go. To, yeah, basically. Yeah, they're just out there that's, and drinking yeah. as as that's like it's gonna be a whole summer of that, I guess. But usually, yeah, people, well, there there like. is kind of a break apart though because people like go on vacation and then yep. they're not then they're gone for weeks on end and going on RV trips and yep. They, they sometimes you see each other or you hang out the whole time. That's but, why it's the big one because it's the last day everyone's still in town kind of thing. Yeah. I've been there. Do you remember your safe grad, RJ? I do remember my safe grad. Do, do, do you think about it every day? No, but I, I was the last one out. Nice. Well, and because the, they would bus you up one at a time, and I was in I was in one of the last buses. Oh, RJ. One day. So was I. Yeah, but uh, how many? <laughs> what? How many fedoras were in that bus? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, 
None. Any several? No, there was no fedoras back in that period of time. Not yet. There, there were, you wish. They, they yeah. were, oh, I mean, until I saw them online, I went, I want to get me some of these. You said, I'll be where, a pro, where, I'm going to be a real gentleman. You said, where is the bulk buy button? <laughs> Yeah, with my lady, you know, Amazon wasn't even really a thing yet. And if there yeah. was, if it was, they were only selling books, just you know, books. You know what I'm saying? No fedoras, Bezos books. Imagine, imagine that decision if that, if that had come to pass. Is that what he wanted it to be? <laughs> Maybe. What about Freddy Fedora? Wow, I mean, don't we better edit that out. That's a good one. It's like Dan Flashes. You saw the Dan Flashes, right? And I think you should leave. Yes. Yeah. They're so complicated. It's my exact <laughs> style. You know. Uh, oh yeah, we get Adam Goldberg v. Nikki Cat. Yep. Which is a it's a really sad scene because you feel bad for Adam Goldberg. You know. That's eh, it's about what you'd expect though for a man. Oh who's, yeah. Who's never been in a fight in his life against yeah. a angry, violent person. Uh, I- I like his logic where he's like, he's like two punches, mob mentality comes in and they take, or not mob, but he's like, they come and take over and then he gets a punch in and then no one moves and he's like, ah. Have you ever, have you ever been Goldberg in the sense that like, you were like walking by somebody and you made, you might've made a comment and then that person heard and then they start going, what do you say to me? Uh, not me, but a friend of mine did. And then I got punched in the head because of it. Oh, what a good friend you are. Well, I mean, I was... Like, the guy I was with, he was just drunk, and he didn't say anything bad. He was just, he was, like, falling over himself, and some guy's like, hey, get out of here. Or not get out of here. He was, he was just like, fuck you. And he's like, I'm leaving. And then the guy tried to fight him, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, relax. And then some other dude, not even that guy, some other dude punched me in the head, and I fell over. That's my story. I was just trying to stop the fight. I was like, whoa. I was like, chill, baby. (laughs) I was like, everyone relax. Nothing bad happened here. And then they got me. I fell over right away. I didn't take it like a champ. I was (laughs) out. Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't unconscious. I got up, but I I fell right over. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) when you get punched in the head, uh, you don't think for no reason you don't see coming. You're just like, well, okay. Not much you're going to do about that. The guy claimed he was a Golden Glove boxer, which I still don't know what that means. But uh... Uh, that's the thing; it's a cl- it's a it's a level of boxer. Level but of I'm boxing. Not, I mean, a per- that guy who hit you. Yeah, what? that's what he. That's okay, what they that's, said. That's bullshit. That's what they that, said. That guy should know better. He's... I mean, I don't know. The, the, All I know what, what, is I, I I I opened my eyes and I was on the on the fucking ground. So yeah, sounds like a sounds like uh, he's a piece of shit. Is what he is. I got his name if uh, you want it. I'll, uh, I'll tell you off air. I can tell you who, who he was. Maybe right. you know him. <laughs> Good. It's possible. Yeah. It sounds. No, I can't. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. No, 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 no. Leave it. Leave, let it be. Let it be. All I know is that I've. Uh, I think I have. I think. I guess I have a laugh that sometimes angers I... some people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and because uh, it sounds like I'm laughing at them. At them? At them. And sometimes if uh, the mood strikes them, they get angry. And I find out about it afterwards saying, oh, yeah, they were really mad at you. Like, they really want to, like, beat you up. Like, what? It's like, what's fucking wrong with them? And it never happens. Yeah. It's like, people people just need to get, like, I don't know, get a clue. 
Get a clue? You yeah. should tell them that. <laughs> Get a clue? But I don't even know what's happening. No, I know. And people rarely do. People never know that. Like, other people are like, man, you were a real prick. And I was like, what? You're like, I was? You're like, I thought that guy was the prick. And they're like, no, you're a prick. And you go, oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. they, they just let us know in the YouTube comments now. That's, yes. That's what happens here in our world. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, my final note really is uh, just, yeah, there's the party. And then there's the end music of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the, the wasteoids go to the football field mm-hmm. and get a, Ed the police are pricks because they always are. And mm-hmm. then the, the coach comes and he's a prick because football people and, yep. and, the, and the kids like, hey, screw you, man. I don't need your rules. And you're like, okay. Yeah, and Jarrett went like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shot my, uh, Judd Nelson from breakfast club, fingerless gloves, hand into <sighs> the air. And went, yeah. Victory. And I got him. Uh, got him. Uh, yeah. And if like, you know, Pink and Simone have a relationship. It's uh, it's non-existent. It's just I mean, I there. think that I think that's kind of the point. I guess. What, yeah. 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 It's just there, and um, I don't know. Yeah. But then the movie ends with um, Mitch going home at, after sunup, and his mom's yeah. lying in wait in the kitchen. Um, I don't know. You never see Parker Posey really again. There's no. no there's no story. There's no plot. It's kind of just incidents and it's a it's a hangout movie, as one Quentin Tarantino would call it. Yeah, you, know, you gotta watch you, it with a bud. You know about wow, well, oh, yeah. It's a uh, you, you hang out, bud. Yeah, you, you gotta watch it with a bud. So, so Quentin Tarantino, big fan. Big fan. Good uh, Quentin Tarantino included on his list of the ten greatest films of all time. Nice. In 2002. Yeah, okay. I'm sure that's changed at this point. In 2003, Entertainment Weekly ranked the film number 17 on its list of the top 50 cult films, third on its list of 50 best high school movies, 10th on its funniest movies of the past 25 years list. I Again, I don't get it. I, I don't know. It's not that funny of a movie. I mean, come on. Uh Come on. For some people, it is. And ranked at number six on its The Cult 25, the essential left field movie hit since 1983. Did you, are you, were you aware, RJ, that in October 2004, three of Linklater's former classmates from Huntsville High School, whose surnames are Wooderson, Slater, and Floyd, filed a defamation lawsuit against Linklater, claiming to be the basis for the similarly named characters on the film. <laughs> the lawsuit was filed in New Mexico rather than Texas because New Mexico has a longer statute of limitations. The suit oh. was subsequently dismissed. So did they settle? Or it was no, dismissed? it was just tossed out of court. They went, oh, okay. Bullshit. Uh, were you aware, RJ, that in 2012, Matthew McConaughey reprised his role as Wooderson in the Butch Walker and the Black Widow's music video, Synthesizers? Uh, it's one of the things I think about daily. Okay, good. Yeah, I love that. Um, and RJ, uh, did you make time to watch Linklater's spiritual sequel this week? Uh... I have seen it before. Oh. Everybody Wants Some. I've seen that film before. Did you watch it this I, week? I did watch Everybody Wants Some. Ah, tell me what you think. Because I watched it a couple of years ago, and uh, I remember I remember what I thought about it, but what did you uh, think about it? I think this movie sucks. 
Yes, I agree. It is not good, hey? It's bad. <laughs> and see, and that, I agree, and I'm a guy who likes Dazed and Confused. And I don't like Everybody Wants Some. It's not great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think these guys suck a lot. Yeah. Like they're these characters are bad. Like this makes mm-hmm. Days and Confused so much better in comparison. Mm-hmm. But like I don't even get it. Like I get that these dudes are so they're all like older than they should be. Because they're mm-hmm. 23, 24 years old. These are supposed to be undergrad like you know first yeah they're yeah they're in college and like i don't they don't look like first year college students whatsoever like there's supposed to be some that are older because they've been around for a while because they're still in their you know fourth year and they're still you know college ball players Mm -hmm. but like was it blake jenner is like the main guy Mm -hmm. jake bradford uh and he yeah he's literally all the same name yeah bradford but uh yeah like he just these dudes will look like male models. Yeah. Kurt I, Russell's son's in that, too. Uh, Which one? Wyatt Russell. Oh. He's like, oh! The, he's like the laid back. He's like the one good the, character in that yeah, movie. Yeah, the best character in it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah the, only I, guy that you, the only guy that's not a complete piece of shit. Well, Justin Street kind of plays uh, Kip Dynamite, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the, the, he's like, I almost got drafted to the Blue Jays. That mm-hmm. character. Yeah. So I watched this movie kind of being like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. But even like, I don't know, Richard Linklater, maybe uh, his, his best years are behind him. Could be. You know Could saying? be. I, I, I know. I uh, Well, I mean, before midnight, maybe it was the peak. Boyhood is like, okay. Everybody yeah. wants them, though. It's like, fuck. This. And, and it's long. And, I, so, don't, and yeah. I don't think it even starts to come together till the very end. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's kind of like yeah. oh this is starting to feel right, but it it looks it looks it looks and feels kind of on the cheap side. The actors just seem totally wrong. The, everything that club that or there's like three different bars that they wind up at, and it just seems like they are at on sound stages. Like they don't feel like real locations like they had mm-hmm. previously. Uh, the music is the exact same kind of like game. Like oh let's use like. Music from 1980 mm-hmm. instead of 1976, and people love it, and mm-hmm. we'll jump around. But the guys are like super gross too, <laughs> like, and they not, are, and yeah. not and not like in this like appealing way at all. Just yeah. like you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> like I hate these dudes. They're yeah, they're like there's nasty ass, greasy, na- greasy jocks. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's that was what I thought too. Like, because I think I watched that with Andrew too, and we were both like, mm. "It's like it's just focusing on the jock guys, but none of them are likable jocks." Even and it's like they're just all they all suck. Yeah. So, yeah, I I didn't like everybody wants some that much. I mean, it's uh, none of the good stuff. A days to confuse. Three, three stars from RJ. Yeah, when did I watch that movie though? Because that was a long time ago. Was that was that a polite three? Probably. I watched that five years ago. Okay. So my ratings have changed. And I, I watched it almost, if it, if we recorded this five days from now, it would have been exactly five years ago. Look look at this. Look at the confluence, Jared. No. The confluence. It's like poetry. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it does something. Hmm. Not sure what, though. So, yeah. You want to tell me about who hates this film, RJ? Sure, I can. 
I can. Let's see here. Uh, we got Samo131. Mm-hmm. Uh, half a star. Oh, shit. Uh, if any of my other reviews mention the movie being the worst thing I've ever watched, it is a lie because this truly is the most I've ever struggled to finish a movie out of pure hatred and frustration. Absolutely mind-boggling that the whole premise of this movie is teens being in rural Austin, having nothing better to do than to terrorize each other. Also, Matthew is a literal predator in this, so I cannot get on board for him. I saw a fun fact on the trivia that uh, although Matthew McConaughey plays an older predator, he was younger than a lot of the female actresses in the high school, so that made it okay, allegedly. Well, I can't get on board with Samo 131. Oh, dear. Well, what's their deal? Uh, well, I'm just pulling up their, their films. They don't have uh, favorites, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, you really dropped the ball on that one. Damn. Um, but see, five-star films include Arrival and uh, School of Rock, another Richard Linklater oh, film. Oh, yes. But they are fans of Parasite, Interstellar. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Booksmart, RJ. Uh, Half stars include... Boop, 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 boop. Only Dazed and Confused. Only? Only. Uh, Damn. At one star, What's Your Number? And Destination Wedding. Damn. This person, I, I don't know what they want. I don't know what what they want in a film, Jared. I don't know. Uh, I was going to say about Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, something. But now I'm blanked out again. Maybe you'll have to say Matthew McConaughey later, and I'll make there, you go. Of course. Oh, this have is, you ever watched his uh, broadcast debut on Unsolved Mysteries? Ah, uh, yes, I have. Good. Good. I, I have I'm seen glad. that. Yeah, I'm glad. Y- you can super edit that in here. And there it is. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Tell me more about who hates Days and Confused. Okay. I'm going down to here uh, to a half a star review from India. Okay. The country? Uh, Apparently the whole country, the entire country of India watched this film and made a review. Shit. Uh, I cannot believe anybody actually thinks this film is good and just say they like it to seem like an edgy stoner. Not only is it is it boring, but it's just grim. This is the type of film 14-year-olds come over Skins watch. Well, I'm not going to be coming over India's letterbox profile. profile. Oh, good. Uh, favorite films include Good Time, The Worst Person in the World, Her, The Lighthouse. Those are all... Uh. Very new movies. Yes. And yes, they are. I think almost all A24. Um, take a look at the uh, the old diary. Oh, let's see what's in the old diary there, Jarrett. Let's take a gander here. Uh, half stars. They have three films in half stars, RJ. Oh. Days and Confused. Yeah. Sausage Party. Oh. Call Me By Your Name. Oh, my God. <laughs> One star. Blue Velvet. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Wild. That's... This is just this is crazy. You you see it. you're seeing the other side of it, huh? Yeah, the other you're side. See... I like it. 
All right, I got another one for you. This is cl- kind of closer to the bottom of the page from Sergio. Oh. It's still a half a star yep. on the first page, but Sergio. Why did the 90s have such a boner for the 70s? I'm usually all for period movies. Some are great, but I don't know. This one doesn't do it for me. It's always it it's always let's over glorify the decade with things that weren't as crazy. It's always with every fucking decade movie. Ideally, if they made a sequel, the characters are probably dead. Or they became hardcore conservatives considering they're all baby boomers. LOL. That's what they said. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I don't have a boner over Sergio's profile. Uh, favorite films include True Stories, The Blues mm. Brothers, The Exorcist 3, and The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh. Uh, f- other five-star films include Jackass Forever. Oh. What Dreams May Come. Pig. The Wrong Guy. Oh, damn. Paris is Burning. Remember that? Remember that? I, yeah. Remember? You were like, What's, why is it called that? Mm-hmm. Um, the Great Muppet Caper. Ooh. Straight Story. Now, Ooh. you, you want to hear about some half-star movies? Uh, yeah, I guess. Well... <sighs> Let's see here. Uh, Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Mm. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Mall Rats. Mm-hmm. Old by old M. Night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jurassic World, Doom, yeah. Re- Resident Evil. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, RJ. You're, this is going to upset you. Uh-oh. Stuck on you. Oh, come on. Come on, okay. that movie's not bad. Okay, that doesn't matter, because that movie is not good. But, you know what movie does not deserve half a star? Which one? The Toxic Avenger. No, that's a good show. It's good. It's, it's a great show. That's a good show. Oh, man, man, this this guy is not your guy, RJ. 50-50? Ah, that movie's great. You've never, you still haven't seen that, right? I have not seen it. It's not my thing, probably, but... It's better. You, it's better if I don't watch it for you. Yeah, that movie. That's a good show. Ba- it's basically show. It seems like if Seth Rogen's in this movie, then Sergio is not a fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. that's too bad for him. Okay, I got one more for you. It's on the yeah. third page of half star reviews. Third page. Give so, me a second. Go, give me a second. Go, give me a second. Okay. All of page two. Nick, okay, go for it. Pe- Name. All yeah. Uh, the name is Eating Like a Kid, and their picture is Mickey Mouse. Okay, I see it. <laughs> so ha- so it's, like, st- it's like Mickey Mouse is saying this. <laughs> it's like Mickey Mouse is saying this. Half a star. It sucks ass. Yeah. And it's kind of like Mickey Mouse being sheepish, like kind of like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to say that. Favorite films, RJ. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if Eating Like a Kid sucks ass or not, but... Yeah, uh, favorite films include Catch Me If You Can, Back to the uh, Future, Django Unchained, Boogie Nights, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go into the the films, into the depths, into the depths, into the wade into the pool of filth. Mm-hmm. And uh, half star reviews include, well, <laughs> Days and Confused, Justice League, and Suicide Squad. Wow, wow, mm-hmm. bold, bold. One of those. Five star movies. It's 
those four movies I already mentioned, but she's out of my league and Back yeah. to the Future 2. Oh, interesting. The second one, hey? Nope. Damn. 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 Wild. So I, I'm scrolling through. There's there's like five pages of half-star reviews, but pretty much every one of them is um, talking about uh, – it says rape movie, but McConaughey – is my dad. <laughs> That's what a lot of them have said. And it's like McConaughey rapey, but I still love him, but half star. And it's like very strange. I mean, very strange. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty much all these, these reviews are, but, uh, I don't know. I didn't say anything great. Okay. So any, any last words, Jarrett on dazed and confused? <sighs> Wow, I mean, what can be said that hasn't already been said? Um, I am, uh, uh, I am more phased and bemused. Phased and bemused. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, I think it's too bad that uh, it doesn't hit for you, but it's not surprising because you know people have different experiences in high school, and I'm dead inside. And you're dead inside. This movie works for me for a few reasons. Because I fit into many of those groups. And I watched this movie when I was a little kid. And I liked it. Maybe that's why I did fit into certain groups. I don't know. Maybe this movie did. Maybe this movie was the real friend all along. Or not. Or not. That's also a potential thing. Uh, Movies can't be your friend. Well, they're not some real. Movies good. They're not real. Oh, is anything real, Jared? I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, you would know the answer. Damn. Damn. The answer is no. No, they're not. Nothing's real. Damn. Stop listening. <gasps> After the break, J Dog. Um, he, uh, he pat, he, he does some paddling and, uh, maybe if you get paddled too. Hey, if it was good enough for my daddy, it's good enough for me and it's good and going to get to you too. RJ, if you were going to haze the next generation, how would you do it? Deep psychological warfare. Not like the girls have. But it would be like, I would raise them under the impression that the parents that they had were their parents. But then when they hit a certain age, the parents would like go through some stuff. And they'd be actors. They'd be trained Victorian actors. Uh, and let's just say 
It wouldn't work out. So podcasting. Podcasting. That is the answer that I said, and everybody heard it. Podcasting. Doing sponsorships for podcasts. You can email us at criteriancruise at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And reach out to us about sponsoring our enhanced interrogation enhanced interrogation techniques potentially we're on Facebook Instagram Letterboxd I'm Jared Duncan he's Barnloaf we've Mm -hmm. got YouTube we've got Patreon where we've got Enterprise we're on SoundCloud Stitcher iTunes Google Play Tumblr baby RJ yeah you, you thought you were excited last week for this week but you're about to get a lot more excited now for next week because next week spine 337 yeah marcel pialatz and new amour from 1983 i've i've been waiting so long for a new amour i mean man terrific that's like one of the most requested films that we've ever had on youtube for sure i i've I've done the polls and man the people have spoken. It's finally here. Um, people we, say it. Yeah. We had so many requests for people to be on this episode that yeah. we had. To, we just had to say no. RJ and I, we have to prioritize. People yeah. are going to be tuning in. They want to hear what we have to say. Not a guest, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. About Marcel. It, I mean, we, we, can't, we got, we got like, not enough time. We've got, uh, we've got lots to say. Yeah. Lots to say. I think there was also like... Uh, like I mean, it really encapsulates. It really mist- mystifies and mythifizes the high school experience. Some would say. Yeah. Both of those words that are real words. Yeah. 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 Exa- right. Exactly that. All right. Well, demand was huge. This is this is a long one. So. Uh, uh, yes. Good goodbye. Good night. Sweet dreams to all and all. A good night. Yes. Oh ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho. That's like Santa Claus, but that sounds more like probably Jabba. Uh, it's somewhere in between the two. Oh, 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 o